to Ramjack and the final terror of the Pumpkin Acolytes. Hello everyone, I am Alex, and joining me today in the Ramjack studio is our good friend and our co-host, Brad. Hello, citizens. Hello. Oh, oh. Hi, guys, this is this is the uh, high holiday time. Coming at you with some Halloween funness. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Brad laughs at my. Right. I'm trying to get into the spirit of Halloween on this hey. episode. It's pretty late. Well, it's not super late, but I mean, it's it's been a tiring last week for all of us. Um, it's cool. It's cool. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, we are. We're almost outfitted for Halloween here. I have a light that casts fake ghosts on the outside of our house right now, okay. hidden. All right hidden so you don't see where the projector is and we also have tombstones that we set up which i finally uh fortified their stakes so that they stay in the ground uh we had a lot of problems with that last year we lost one and we also have skeleton hands coming up all we need now is our pumpkins and the cat ghost that we have and we'll be set nice nice yeah getting the uh halloween spirit over here how is your mr furley costume coming together uh, not too great. Not oh. too great. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We did go to uh, the Halloween store and got Joey his costume, which, did I mention that on a previous show about how he no. wants to be? Oh, okay. Um, well, guys, yeah, we got a great episode. Just so you know, later in the episode, we're going to be getting to more Halloween stuff with Knight Rider. Um, is it season three, episode five? Yes. Halloween night. Not night like you think. Night as in... K N, not like, just like Knight Rider. Yeah, Knight Rider. I always thought it was night, as in the time where there was no sun outside, not night, as in no, no, a, no. from the Round Table. It's a uh, Michael Knight, Knight Rider. Yeah, that's a treat. What's what's the matter, Brad? Your I face just, grimaced. You got a text got, from somebody? Yeah, I got a weird tweet. It's a cool. It's cool. You got a weird tweet, a mystery tweet in this the scary time of Halloween. Okay, but, yeah. it's better. Some, somebody sent me a photo of a dog. I thought they sent me a photo of a cat um, when I saw the, the, the thumbnail. And I was like, who the fuck sending me a photo of a cat? But it's a cute dog. Everything's okay. Aww. Okay, adorable. So yeah, we went to the Halloween store and Joey decided to be basically like a swamp zombie. We paid, I want to say it was like 40 bucks for this really, really nice like kids costume. Well, it's the one he wanted, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but he also wanted, like, a knife to go with it. That One of those that have uh, the liquid blood in it. So when you hold it up, it's not got blood on it. But when you hold it downward, ooh, suddenly it's bloody. He says uh, a zombie needs a knife um, to be more scary. Nice. To which I asked Joey, you do know that zombies, like, eat people, right? Yeah. And they need a knife? Like I said, it depends on what type of zombie is like. So you're a thinking zombie. He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, we also have a fork, a knife and a fork, and then, like, it's a really classy zombie. Ooh. That'd be actually, that'd be pretty funny, but he was, he just, like, they'd have a knife. But while we were there, um, we saw a lot of very spooky, crazy things. My favorite was a kind of doll that look, was meant to look creepy. It's a decoration. But it just kind of laid on the ground like it was inanimate, like it was just like loose. But when you got close to it, it motion censored you and your approach. And then it would immediately like uh, like shake and then like stand up 
and it would float towards you, and it was amazing. <laughs> wow. It scared every kid there. Joey, like, was backing away. At first, I was a little scared because it was so sudden, and you didn't expect it. Like, you thought, oh, there's a creepy doll. Oh! <laughs> As it became alive and started floating towards you, saying things like, you'll never get away from me. Awesome stuff. There was a scarecrow that, like, would, like, sit up when you got really close to it and laugh and cackle. But because it was on the edge of something, um, when it set up, it like jumped out at us on accident. That was genuinely terrifying. There were little kids like, because I was an adult with Joey, like shepherding him through the, the Halloween store. So I guess other kids were like near their parents, but no other parent was like humoring this kind of, ooh, let's go up to each one and see what's going to happen. So other kids kind of gathered around and when <laughs> Scarecrow jumped off of the table, like everyone like screamed and ran. It was so funny. Nice. Um, but while I was there, they basically, like so much stuff from the 90s is now just being made into Halloween costumes. They had a complete, like, section of Saved by the Bell with, uh, like, I guess, uh, like, track jackets with the, like, hats, t-shirts. It was kind of like a mini, hey, this is the Saved by the Bell, like, school shop. Get your pencils, get everything. It was weird. So you went from that to, like, Nickelodeon cartoon outfits of all types and varieties. Um, I was, and that's just a small section. Like, they had pretty much every... I don't know. Halloween has come into its own, and I love it. Like, it was great. Nice. But I did not see a Mr. Furley costume, the one thing they didn't have. They did have a giant uh, Vladimir Putin mask, which I actually put on for a second, and it was comical. Then they had, like, a very scary Donald Trump one, because they didn't... They leveled his face weird, so it looks even scarier than it normally would be, and a weird Ivanka. It was strange. But yeah, Joey's gonna be a scary... uh, uh, knife-wielding zombie. Awesome, awesome. So that's the Halloween stuff we're getting into, Brad. What are What are you doing? What's up with you, man? Um, I, well, Alex, I've got something super scary to bring to the table. Okay. Um, and ready. that's uh, my most recent doctor's visit. Um, are you okay? Um, I, Alex, I uh, am I okay? Uh, physically. Uh, about the same. Uh, but psychologically, emotionally, I don't know if I'm okay. <laughs> Friend, you're you're in good company here. We're safe here. Alex, I would like you to guess the crazy thing my doctor said upon walking through the door. Coming like he and came just into so the you, door. Just so you know, um, I had a recorder going, and I will then play <gasps> you what actually occurred. I mean, there's no way I could I could suss oh, it out. Just try, try, try to think of a crazy thing your doctor might say walking in the door. You're okay, Alex. What's going? On? We're on Family Feud. Oh, okay. Um, but um, okay. all right. Category is crazy thing your doctor says <laughs> okay. when he walks in the door. All right. Crazy What's on thing. the board? Oh man, let me. Think. Um. Come on, come on, you got this. You got okay, this. Okay, I, I'm ten sorry, things. I just gotta think. Ten I just gotta things. think. I've never. Give me five things. Five, things. five, five crazy things the doctor might say walking in the door. We'll see, we'll see if you hit it. Um. You can give me broad topics, that's fine. So, I mean, I, yeah, I'm just trying words. to think. I'm, like, broad I'm putting my. You get, myself five, you get five picks. Go for it. Um. You know my doctor, he's a crazy World War II reenactor. Yeah, he says a lot of crazy shenanigans. He's a, 
He's kind of a right-wing nut job. Uh, oh. real, like... That definitely gives me more of a direction. Thank you, uh, Family Feud host. <laughs> a real asshole, um, great doctor, uh, just a weirdo. Okay. First thing... Come on. Okay, I, you're still alive? Alright, you're still alive. Alright, alright. Alright, what's next? What's next? You got four more. Um... The test came back. It's positive? Alright, crazy things. Go for broad topic. Doesn't have to be exact words. Okay, okay. Doesn't have to be exact words. Okay. Broad um, topics. Broad topics. Come on. Three more. Three more picks. Let's see. Uh, I'm trying to think of something crazy conservative. Uh, um, uh, you're not going to get any of my guns. Not going to get any of my guns. All right. None of my guns. Are gonna, okay. Strong pick. All right. Um, two more. Two how, more. How dare they try to take down our Confederate statues? All right. Confederate statues. Strong pick. Strong pick. Last one. Last one. Last one on the um, board. Crazy things. Your crazy doctor things says upon a doctor could say. Crazy conservative. Uh, um, uh, yeah. Wow. President Trump did amazing in Puerto Rico to help. Trump did a great job in Puerto Rico. All right, all right. Those are all on the board. That's all you're all, Those are all on the board, Alex. All right. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay. All right, we're going to go to the actual audio now. And uh, sorry, it's a, it's a little scratchy in the beginning because I was getting my microphone in place. Uh, but uh, I did my best to, uh, to fix this up here. So did he know you were recording? Obviously not. <laughs> nice. All right, here we go. Trial, Brad? How did you do it, Brad? A lot of shit here doesn't make sense. You seldom see. First, he didn't snap and go crazy. There was incredible premeditation. This is almost tactical premeditation. You know what I'm saying? This is a setup. This is a context. <laughs> it's what's called. Well, I'm a guy who's a gambler. It is not known to have any military background. The weapons were altered mechanically to fire full auto. I'm a gunsmith by hobby. <laughs> it takes a lot of finesse to be able to turn one of those weapons to full auto. <clears throat> the magazines that he was bringing, he shot 5,000 magazines and 5,000 rounds. The biggest magazine available for, M- for uh, M4s for uh, AR-15s is 50 rounds. For you to fire 5,000 rounds 
you need a hundred magas. Uh, you need at least a hundred magazines. Each magazine is that big and that thick. <laughs> yes, I'm in Suite 436. Would you mind send the bellboy and bring all the shit that I got down there? <laughs> I go shooting and I take four rifles shooting and the whole shit. It takes us five minutes loading up the car, taking in 300, 400 rounds of ammo to go to the gun range. So, so what do you think happened? This is a this is somebody else doing this. And by the way, Al Qaeda has been claiming it every day on their website. <clears throat> no, you can't have a terrorist attack in Vegas because what you're talking you're talking first of all, all half of the people who run Vegas are billionaires. Sure. Who's the richest guy there? Steve Wynn. <clears throat> How much the economy of a state runs in one city? It's like Orlando. We have something happen in Orlando. We are one quarter of the GDP of the state of Florida. Oh, yeah. We had two attacks in Orlando and never came out public in 2002. They caught the bombs before they detonated. And, of course, it's on a need-to-know basis. Because even if you didn't, you make a big fuss about it. Tomorrow morning, you'll hear the crickets and all all five parts here. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So anything new with you, Brad? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I don't even know where to... I didn't expect that. No. There's no way I could have known that was on the board. Who could have expected my doctor would walk in the door with fucking Las Vegas conspiracy theories and keep going for four like, minutes solid. What is he doing during that time? What are you, you're sitting there listening, I guess. Is he like putting gloves on? Is he like walking around the room? Or is he like staring you down in the like just eye to eye? Tell me, Brad, how do you get all those magazines? How do you get all those magazines up there? Hey, bellboy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, bellboy. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> what are you talking about? I love that he went that far with the theatrics for it. Oh. Let me pretend to call the bellboy. Oh my god, like this dude is so fucking weird. I that borderlines on like that's super weird. Like yeah. I don't Yeah. Is he your what kind of doc? Is he your endocrinologist or is he just like a normal doc? Like just your practice like a he's, sports medicine? Uh, he's, what is he's, he? He's my my main uh, um general practitioner, but he's also uh uh, he's, he's he, he doesn't matter. It's he's he does everything. Does he does everything. Yeah, but he also he's like, has. He's, one of the, he's, he's a really fucking good doctor. He's, he's a good doctor. He's also a gunsmith. He, um, I'll say he, as he told me, he um, trained in endocrinology um, with the guy that performed George H. W. Bush's wedding. Oh, okay. I don't. Know. You should probe him for more stuff about George W. Bush oh, to see Alan, what he'll Alan, say. I could play another five minutes of audio of him rambling about that nonsense but uh, we've heard enough that was amazing i love that it took a four minute what are you doing here today <laughs> i've convinced you did you know that florida like orlando what does he say like a third or a fourth of the state's uh yeah gross domestic product yeah two bombings brad didn't go public stopped him by the way what are you doing here today <laughs> i'm sorry i i i forgot it was a doctor for a second a gunsmith always but a doctor i'm a, I'm a, second. I'm a gunsmith by hobby <laughs> this is my hobby conspiracy theorist by um calling by calling 
but a doctor, doctor by for profession, a living. gunsmith by hobby, uh, kook um, by trade. The amount of knowledge and finesse it takes to turn any weapon into a full auto. It's not something anyone can do. Hell, I don't know if I can do it. A gunsmith by hobby. What about those stupid bump stock things they're trying to um, outlaw now? I'm sorry, oh, Brad. I forgot to ask when I came in the door. What are you doing here today? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're not gonna. They're not gonna outlaw those, are they? There's no way that like they humored it. Yeah, maybe. There's no way. Anything. They're not gonna do anything. They never do anything. Like, the Republicans sure as fuck aren't gonna do anything, and the Democratic Party is a fucking nightmare. Um, they'll never do anything ever, ever. We'll yeah, be lucky if they run a candidate against Trump. Like, there's a chance they may just decide, uh, let's not. There's no way we could have won, so we're just not going to. We're not going to try. Uh, you know, we're, we're raising a lot of money um, by having this uh, um, lunatic in office, and we really don't like him. So we're just going to keep raising money by having him in office. Oh, oh I didn't even think about that. But, but you guys aren't going to be in office. Like, you're not running candidates. Yeah, we'll just keep raising money. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah, but you, you need to, like, oppose him and, like, have a candidate. W where's the money going? Uh, well, with you, can't, uh, well, we can't win elections without money, but you're not running elections. Yeah! Yeah! Uh, Brad, what do we, what do you, what'd you come in today for? <laughs> what, do you, what can we do for you today here on Capitol oh Hill? I'm sorry, uh, we forgot to ask about you and what you're up to. <laughs> wow. I don't even know, never had a doctor do that. Never have a doctor do that. I, I like, I've been, I was, like, dreading going to see the doctor, because I was like, oh, God, what's, like, like, I don't, I just don't want to hear, like, Trump. I don't want to hear anything pro-Trump, and, like, I don't know if he is pro-Trump or not, but he's, like, super right-wing, so I'm like, ugh, there's a little, little strong possibility he could, like, start talking Trump, and I'm like, I don't really want to hear it. Yeah, I mean, who, who wants to hear that bullshit? Like, I don't even know, <sighs> yeah. I'm trying to think if there's any weird thing, the weirdest thing that a doctor's ever talked to me about, but all my doctor visits have been fine. You mean Never your doctor did. doesn't talk to you about World War II reenacting? It's mainly just in and out. It's like, all right, let's let's talk about what's going on. That's cool. Doesn't talk to you about George, the person that performed George and Barbara Bush's wedding? Why would he need to? Why would they need to? I think the weirdest thing I ever had is when the doctor tried to talk to me about God. It wasn't Ugh. a doctor, it was just a, uh, the hospital's, um, resident priest. Ugh. Priestess, actually, it was a woman. She came to talk to me about how I felt about God and my diabetes. <laughs> That's when I became <laughs> diabetic. Gross. It was weird. That should be a lot. She left really quick. I don't even think she said goodbye, because I was very, like, I wouldn't say standoff. I was polite. I said, hey, you know, just so you know... I'm not religious, and I don't really factor in deities into my concept of, well, like, a worldview or, like, coping mechanisms. My mother might want someone to talk to when she gets here, because she's religious, but I'm not. Okay. She stayed for a little bit, and then she just left. Ah, uh, good. Get the yeah. fuck out. Can't humor that. Not when it's my time. Not when I'm not when I'm becoming a diabetic. I'm like, no, no time for this. Not Get out. You're paying those giant medical bills. Mm -mm. Nope. Is the pre how much does the how much does the priest pay a doctor like surely it's free but I don't know everything in a hospital might cost some money I'm sorry you had to go through that friend though it is endlessly entertaining and I'm glad you I'm glad it happened so you could bring it to the show that's oh, yeah. the only oh, reason yeah. of course I'm so glad I remembered to record 
Because I know la- the, the last time I went to my doctor, I, I went, but I didn't start recording until like halfway through and I missed like the good stuff. So. Oh, man. I mean, well, I got the relevant things of like, um, I- I'm taking this new medication when I need to, when I need to take it and that kind of thing. But I didn't get like the kooky, like Russian boot stories or like whatever the fuck. <laughs> Now I'm trying, like, there's some doctors who have trouble with bedside manner. This guy, his bedside manner is I'm going to tell stories. That'll get him. So many stories. So many stories. And there's just no way to respond. Like, it's like, "Uh uh-huh. Oh, all right. (laughs) Like, I didn't even know how to respond. I mean, you can hear it. You can hear me like, "Uh, what? (laughs) My favorite was one time you go, really? (laughs) Like, yeah. are you serious? Because at that point, I was like... No. He just steamrolls you. It's just like, oh, no, yeah. let me... I'm going to throw all the crazy at you. You skeptical? Let me tell you something. How are you going to get all those magazines up there to that floor, Brad? In a bag? You sure? There's a bellboy right there. <laughs> hey, bellboy, come here. How the bellboy carry them? Strapping bellboy, come here. Oh, they're 50 pounds apiece? Okay. No, no, Brad. They can only hold 50 rounds apiece. There were thousands of them. How did he do it? Didn't do it alone, for sure. P.S. Someone's been planning this the whole time on their website. Oh, Al- on Al Qaeda's website. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on their on their one website. They got a few domains that Al-Qaeda I frequent. Cl- apparently, claims- <laughs> yeah, I Al-Qaeda- guess. Well, how does he know? <laughs> Al Qaeda claims like they did everything. Like every five minutes, they're claiming something. They yeah, it's part of their thing. It's what they yeah. do. All the- yeah, they just claim things. That was us. Oh, there was a, a random power outage in some place in the United States. That was us. You'll never know. Only a few of us really know the truth. Totally oh, Trump, strange. Trump hit somebody in the head with a with a paper towel. Oh, uh, that was that was us. We did. Oh, that. that was totally us. Totally us. Who do you think gave him the paper towels? <laughs> he wasn't going to give them any money. They're wrecking the budget. We gave him. We we gave it to him for free. Knew he'd do it. Bingo. Gotcha. <sighs> Um, Alex, uh, another question for you. I like playing these 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 simple games. Alex, uh, I wasn't you... ready for the last one. I'm I sorry. know, I know. Um, did you know they remade Flatliners? Mm-hmm. Really? I did know this, and I, I heard that it. I heard it was bad. I heard that it wasn't very good. I also heard saw a headline that said how the uh, cast of Flatliners could have saved the remake, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> moving right along. Yeah. Um. Did you see that? Did you see it? I did. I, I went the f- to. Of course, I got movie Dude, pass. You got, you got that movie pass. You're seeing all the movie. Tell me everything that you've seen. I, everything. No, just, uh, the Flatliners is the second one I've seen. Um, oh, okay. Uh, you know, there's Halloween Hard Nights going on. I got to edit a million podcasts. You got it's, everything in the world, man. I'm sorry. I got doctors telling me crazy stories. Um. So yeah, I went and saw Flatliner. I went to the theater, and then I was like, "Well, what's mm-hmm. playing right now?" It's like, "Oh, Flatliners." Who knew that they remade Flatliners? I had no idea. Also, why did they remake Flatliners? No idea. I have, like, the original one is about, is it three, like, medical students, and they happen across, like, a afterlife experience Um, when they die and then they get resuscitated? I get it confused with another movie. Yeah, no, that's kind of it. Um, yeah, um, they're doing, they're doing experiment, um, for, with near-death experience, so basically they kill themselves, mm-hmm. um, then they then they have the near-death experience, and that's that's what they do. Um, 
And the original is like Kevin Bacon, Julia Roberts, Kiefer Sutherland, uh, a random bald one. Uh, <laughs> one of the lesser bald ones, I believe. Um, but yeah, this this remake, um, that was a stupid movie, like in like 1991. Oh yeah, it's even dumber now. Like, just well, what's on the you... principle of it? <laughs> I mean, it is dumb. But like, what when did they see? I never saw it. I just know of it. Like in the popular okay, culture. Okay. Well, um, basically, well, one thing is they well they have like they have improved memory and things like they're 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 getting skills by by dying as well, which is what? why they all want to do it. Yeah, because the first one does it. Um, Ellen Page in this version. Um, and like like then uh-huh. she has she has like she's able to recall like everything like she's studied and read because they're all med students. Um, so. That's that's why they they do it for the others do it for the advantage, um, but also she has this like crazy experience and then like and then there's this thing where it's like at first you think oh my gosh there's ghosts coming after them but it's not ghosts it's a manifestation of their guilt what? over whatever they feel guilty about yeah it's real dumb um, it's just it's a stupid movie like it's it's a real dumb movie. Because, like, you, you can't get away with science that dumb anymore, I don't think. Like, even though they're not doing anything, like, necessary... Well, I mean, the whole guilt thing coming after you, like, that's... Ish. I don't... I had A manifestation, a physical manifestation yeah. of your guilt? of From what? From whatever they feel guilty about. Like, one of them, like, her sister died uh, in, in a car... And when they were in a car accident, her sister died, um... That's Ellen Page's character, and that's why she's doing all this. Is she wants to she wants to see if there's an afterlife so she can communicate with her sister. Um, but there isn't an afterlife. It's just a manifestation of your guilt. Yeah, I mean, as far as we, they, it's dumb. Like they try, they do that bullshit where they try to play it both ways, but it's stupid. Like it's just what's real stupid. What's what do you mean by both ways? I don't even understand the first way. There is no like, afterlife. So like, is there? No, is they that... try to play it the way is like there is an afterlife, and also that it could be that there's not an afterlife, and it's just Ooh. It's brains. Like that's just your brain. It's like, just brains. Like twist that's, part. That's what brains do. Like yeah. the thing is, we know so much about how brains work and how near death experiences work, and like the chemicals that get released in our brains. We know more about that now. You can't make this movie now. No, you we can't. know too much. You can't. It's like saying, ah, we wanted to, to see if we could balance the bodily humors in, in a way uh, to gain uh, eternal life. No, but, no, you can't do. You can't make that in 2017. Bodily humors? What are you talking about? <laughs> can't do it. We've gone. We've come too far. Way too far. It's just like it, it ignores so much of what we know about like everything involved with the human brain and dying and all the chemicals involved with that like it's just well and i mean then, and then you tack on like the ghost um manifestation of fears nonsense and that's Oy. i don't understand a lot of a lot of I, I dude i don't know what people know and don't know about basic science stuff i mean you say we know a lot about brains and we do i mean i can tell you a lot about brains sure um, Scientists actually just discovered, like, a new system of nerves in the brain. Um, well, it's not nerves, per se, but it's a new system that I help that helps it, uh, I guess, um, maintain itself, like, clean. Like, it gets rid of 
uh, the byproducts of the neural reactions in our head. Not just sleep does that. There's actually a, s- a subsystem of things that do it, and we didn't discover it until recently. Like they were like rooting around in there, and it's actually amazing that we just now discovered it. But it's small, and it's like intertwined and everything else, and we weren't looking for it. <laughs> So we didn't know. But we just discovered that, but that has nothing to do, as far as we know, with consciousness. That's just another structure to help clean things up in your little head. Yeah, yeah. But we just discovered that. But everything else, yeah, we know what's up. You simulate one area, they go. Frontal lobes is where most of our personality is. But we know enough to know that the stuff Ellen Page is saying in this movie is stupid. (laughs) I'm sorry, did you say humors Ellen Page? (laughs) You're a med student, you idiot. Like, what are you talking about? She's talking about some things of... I mean, they're really... And then she's talking about, what about if there's an afterlife? If we could have actual scientific proof of an afterlife? It's like, stop it! Stop, stop it! There. Why would you think there's an afterlife other than stories? Yeah. No scientific there's evidence says there is. No reason to believe in an afterlife. It's Even a if, really dumb idea. It's kind of weird. It's you're, super weird. I mean, it's dead. wishful thinking, but even it's then, like... Life after life? No! no. Life! Life? Not life. There's no afterlife. That's afterlife dead. is death. <laughs> it's just nothing. <laughs> but what if your consciousness moves on? Well, we know what consciousness is, though. Yeah, it's rooted in your head. Like that's why if you get a brain injury, you can develop a completely different personality. What is your soul change? Did you get a new soul? Did you get knocked on the head? A new soul flew in. That's stupid. Well, is it stupid? Now that you say it, now I'm asking questions about it. Hey. No, guys. But, like, this movie, like, it is... And, like, I haven't watched the original in a long damn time. But, like, there, there's a character in this fucking movie that lives on a boat. Got, like, a houseboat. Oh. And I'm like, there is no... That must have been a thing in the original movie. Because there's no way in 2017 you have a, a character living on a boat. Like, no. Kevin Bacon had to have lived on a boat in the original movie. I don't remember, but I'm just guessing. Because if they just added that for the hell of it... Cuckoo bananas. Weird choice. Were they it's watching? So fucking random. Were they watching the Ducktales cartoon remake and saw Donald Duck with his nephews living on that houseboat and then paused it? Was like, huh, huh, <laughs> and then decided to put it in the movie. That's the only character I can think of in any type of television show presently that I'm aware of that lives on a houseboat. Yeah. And his houseboat, I think, burned to the ground because it caught on fire yeah. in the pool of. Uh, uh, Scrooge McDuck's mansion. A long story. Everyone, please check out the remake of DuckTales. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> great stuff, great stuff. But yeah, I'm like, this This movie is... I mean... Because the, the thing is, and I'm pretty sure this is the same way the original is, it tries to play it as the, though it's both like a, a serious, real movie mm-hmm. and also a horror movie. Yeah, I don't understand that either. It's like, you're not a real movie, Flatliners. Like, stop it. You're a polo How shirt. Is- so uh, the physical, <laughs> so the physical manifestation of their guilt, does it manifest in things that are scary, or is it just more of like yeah. anxiety-inducing? Yeah, because one of them, it's it's Ellen Page's little sister that died, and the other one, um, there's but like, the uh, sister's coming at her, and she looks like a monster. Like, is it an it yeah, thing? It's, where yeah, these it's things scary. It's like it's a it's like a scary ghost, but you don't realize until like it's like the last quarter that oh, it's not ghost. It's the manifestations of their guilt. Because, like, there's people that are coming after him that aren't dead. So they're like, oh, it's our guilt. So. To me, that's still a stretch. Like, so someone alive is coming at them as a monster ghost. They're like, wait a minute, you're not dead. <gasps> wait a minute, this must be a manifestation of my guilt. Because it couldn't be any number of other crazy supernatural things or weird things in your movie. Guilt is what we're going to go with. 
Well, I mean, it's it is what it's what they feel guilty about. It's like their secret shame. Like oh, like, so that's how it is. Yeah. So it's I mean they know what it is that's coming after them. Just, <laughs> they know because they're so ashamed. It's my shame. Yeah, it's stupid. Like this one guy, like he he uh, he was dating a girl and like he got her pregnant. Um, he also lives on a boat, by the way. Uh, oh, the boat guy. Yeah, boat guy uh, gets a girl pregnant, um, and they were in. He was like, all right, I wanted to do the right thing, so I was going to pay for the abortion and take her there, and I chickened out, and I just didn't I didn't pick her up. Like, I just wow, never what talked a to douche. her again. So, of course, that woman's coming after him, and he's hearing, like, um, like a baby um, crying, and so that's what he feels guilty about. Um, but then later in the movie, it finds out that um, she didn't have the abortion, and, like, he runs into her and, with the kid. Wow. So, she's not a spooky ghost. Um, How does just, it end? Do they all just, like, become I mean, better people because they face their shame and guilt? He, well, Ellen Page dies. Um, spoilers for Flatliners, if anyone could possibly Dude, give a fuck. Who cares? Um, it's based on a movie remake and everyone saw it in yeah. the 80s, and if they didn't... Yeah, I'm dies. just saying, if anyone gives a fuck about Flatliners, A, re-examine your priorities, <laughs> um, <laughs> but B, maybe skip ahead if you give a fuck at all. Um, no, they, like, they realize they need to, like... Uh, like make peace with whatever the hell their shit is so they all gotta like get over their guilt and like face it and deal with it and they do that and then just in time but then the last girl like her whole thing is she she faked she faked a report on a patient's chart that she accidentally killed whoa to cover her tracks yeah she covered her tracks because basically she gave him a medication that interfered with something um, it would have been like a, you know, it would have been like an understandable mistake, but then she covered it up. So that was the thing. Um, so she had to go report that. And then she got, she didn't want to do that because obviously it would affect her career. So whatever the fuck, she doesn't want to do it. So then like it comes after her again and she fights it off. But then Ellen Page appears as like a, a ghost in her weird, like <sighs> monster dream, whatever the fuck, and tells her, you have to forgive yourself. Something I don't know. It was really dumb. Is that the cliffhanger ending? <laughs> she just yells that. Everyone, and everyone's then it okay ends? in the end because again, it's not a horror movie. It's except Ellen Page. That, movie. Except Ellen Page who died. Yeah, everybody's fine. Everybody's fine except Ellen Page who's dead. That's a stupid movie. Just yeah. a dumb movie. I don't it's understand. It's a real dumb it. movie. It's a super dumb movie. It seems like the levels of guilt are a little strange, though. I killed some a patient and covered my tracks. And I feel a little guilty about it. Well, I gotta forgive feel- myself for doing that. You're a monster. You should. You yeah. should. You should confess. Like you should be in trouble for that. You killed someone. Yeah. Well, the other. Yeah. They're, they've all done terrible things. Like they, they all feel guilty about them, and that's what's coming after them. Yeah. I think it's a little different between killing someone and then like chickening out on going to the like to help your girlfriend get an abortion that's just being a jerk and weird and did he talk to her again i guess not he just no, vamped and just, ghosted yeah ghosted out what an idiot what a uh, dummy but I, he didn't yeah. kill someone like death like that still, seems like the like, one's murder and one's just being a really like a big jerk you feel guilty about like i you know it's i can't alex i can't explain what people i don't i don't feel strongly don't about in their life it's interesting i i'm never gonna watch it thank you brad yeah, now I know not to watch it. Don't do that. Don't don't watch this movie. It's and they get powers dumb. by doing it. It's so dumb. Yeah, they get like they get they get like perfect recall and well, one of them gets perfect recall and the other one gets something else. He's like, I don't know. He th- 
<laughs> I think they, I don't even know how the fuck they explain it. A houseboat guy, it's like, I don't know, he's like, because they try to say, like, Ellen Page can, like, remember everything, basically. Like, she remembers yeah. how to play the piano, like, that she hasn't played in years. Like, she remembers every, she remembers everything she's ever done or read. Um, she has perfect recall. Um, but houseboat guy, like, he's good <laughs> in the moment, like, He's he's able to figure out diagnoses for patients like like split second he puts it all together like a fucking house or something I don't know like super house I guess I don't know it's stupid <laughs> and the other two like we don't even have time to figure out what the hell they do because the, at that point the movie's moving along and we don't have time for these other two women see I feel like we need to make time for them because I want to know if the level of guilt is reflective of the magnitude of power you gain from this I, it's a good question because houseboat seems like even though he can just, like, that seems like he got ripped off a little bit. I mean, Ellen Page's good, total he's, recall he's is awesome. He's diagnosing everything, like, in a second. Ellen Page can remember everything. Yeah, but um, Ellen Page can remember everything that's ever happened to her. That's a little bit more well, not necessarily everything that's happened to her, but, like, she can remember, like, she can remember all these medical texts that she's read. She remembers how to play the piano. Like, I... The, the things that would be useful if you're a medical student. What a shitty movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's... Fred, I'm sorry, I... It's crazy stupid. Oh, also, did I mention the fact that they're able to do this all because there's there's a secret wing of the hospital that's like in like a basement in an Whoa. old building that's like fully outfitted with all the MRIs and tech they would need, and it's there in case of like an emergency. What? Yeah, they have there is like they explain it's like oh it's in case there was ever a disaster or something. Um, so you have all this like top of the line medical tech just like in a basement that no one comes to except a cleaning crew like once a night and it's just sitting there i don't think so no like, that's a weird investment even for this weird medical this uh, educational medical facility no uh-uh that's too much money that's not happening maybe you'd have the old mri down there the old shitty mri that <laughs> barely works i don't know <laughs> cabinet stocked with the chemicals they have to inject to use it's just like yeah it's the unsafe yeah. mri machine also even though i'm pretty sh- they do make a point of saying hey make sure you don't have any metal on you because we're about to start an mri like the guy came in um houseboat came in with like a fucking like bottle of wine i'm pretty sure he had like a bottle opener i didn't see him take that outside <laughs> oh houseboat oh he's he's only good in the moment he's not good for the the little things you know yeah. Um, speaking of entertainment, Brad, um, I saw two things recently. Um, one of them was a traveling production of Wicked. Nice. Yeah. Um, first time seeing Wicked, me and Emily went, um, we got really good seats. We were basically right up on the stage it was pretty cool awesome um yeah i i remember listening to the soundtrack of wicked a lot when it first came out because i lo- i mean it was great it's a good story it's fun we read the book i remember in college sure um the book was kind of kooky but you know still enjoyable and i knew that the musical imp- it sounded like from the soundtrack and what i could gather from the musical that it improved upon the book in a way like it just tied up some ends that were loose and you know did what it could and uh, and it was always in my understanding that the uh this the musical was a was just a better sum of its parts than the book had been fair enough sure didn't have that weird elephant scene 
Didn't have a lot of that weird tiger scene in the nightclub. It was, sure didn't uh, have any of the weird shits in that second book, which is much weirder. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Son of a witch. Even the third book is weird. I have it, but I never oh, finished it. Never read the third one. I was like, I'm done at the second. This yeah, is, it was. I don't it was, need this. It was bonkers. Yeah, we read a lot of stuff when we're young. You're just like, eh. Um, so we went to the we went to the theater. Brad, the fashions at a, at a Cincinnati uh, production of Wicked are all over the place in ways that I was not prepared for. Oh. First things first, you could tell who was a super fan of Wicked. Because most, uh, half of them wore all green attire. Which, okay. You're going to the theater, you're wearing a really nice dress, but it's green. You're wearing a suit that's all green? Okay. <laughs> I mean, to each their own. I'm not gonna... Right. I mean, you're super into the Wizard of Oz or Wicked. I get it. Fair enough. Hey, be you. Um, there's... There were people who wore Wicked, um, I guess, branded things, which was strange. So... There's a there's a there's a legging Brad that you can buy at Wicked, where like the movie poster where it's half Glinda half movie poster the the musical poster where it's half Glinda half Elphaba who's the Wicked Witch of the West where it's green and pink down one side and she's like whispering in her ear. Well, they do that with your legs. One of your legs is pink and one of your legs is green, and it has like Elphaba's face on one and Glinda's face on the other, and it's kind of weird because it's wrapped around your leg in like 3D. There were some people who wore those. Just straight up wore those leggings with like, I guess, a tasteful shirt. I thought we were supposed to dress up for the theater. This is fine, but the leggings are strange. This is also done on other things. One woman was wearing a dress that did the same thing and it did not work. It was not working. Did not work. (laughs) None of those things worked, Brad. And it was, I was embarrassed. I didn't know what to do. Um, Emily did get a picture of one of the women in it. Um, kind of um, sneakily. I might have to put that on the Facebook group or she might have to. Emily, if you're listening. One woman painted her arms green. A lot. Just straight up painted her arms. Not her her face. Just her arms were green. Straight up painted them green. What are you supposed to do with that, Brad? This is Wicked. I Have you seen Wicked? I have not. I have not actually seen a production of Wicked. Okay. I enjoyed it. I want to say that out front. But I had a few, uh, a few things. I was like, well, um, all I'd say. Okay, so we we go in. Everyone is waiting in line to take pictures with giant, like, I guess, wicked posters. Fair enough. We go in. Awesome set design. Beautiful. We see a map of Oz. We see the giant clockwork dragon above us. Great. I'm super excited. I actually see one of my coworkers walk by i'm like oh hey man what's up he's like oh hey you're gonna see wicked great oddly enough they sat basically right beside us weird happenstance fun he said this is my fifth time seeing this show people do that people do it and here's the thing brad i'm not sure why ladies and gentlemen i love wicked was not it was great right it was good it wasn't great. I was expecting great. I got good, and I was yeah. a little confused by it. I was thinking, how did... Wait a minute. And I thought, am I getting old? Do I not understand? Like, is no, there something about Wicked I'm not getting? The because thing is, it's, it's, it's spectacle and candy. That's all Wicked is. And you get that. And this has happened so many times when I go to, like, these, like, Broadway, I guess, 
level production of shows, traveling shows, is that there are, everything happening around the play mostly m- makes me unsettled. The entire audience is white. Sure. First off. Of course. And it's a little weird. Brad, let's play a game. All there right. were th- there were three people of uh, color in the production of Wicked we saw. We're not counting Alphaba. We're not counting Alphaba for obvious reasons. <laughs> One of the women Green was, lives don't matter apparently. Green light well, it's a woman it's a white woman in, in green makeup. Yeah, yeah. Deal with it. So she doesn't count as a minority. All the other cast is white except for three people. One of them is an Asian woman. One of them is a, a, a mixed race woman who is, is black and white. There was one black man in the show. What role did he play? Oof. Um, I'll give you three guesses. You know the cast of Wicked for the most part. Think about it's it. It's been a while. It's been a while. Um, I, I don't... Uh. Was he Fierro, the main male lead? No. No, but a very not. handsome, strapping, tall man was, and he was probably the best thing in the play or musical. Okay, all right. Um, oh, was, was he, he wasn't a flying monkey, was he? He was the flying monkey, Brad. Oh no! I did not know how to handle. I was like, no, they're not doing this. No, this is impossible. No. How do you do that? He- he wore a mask because the monkeys are terrifying. Like, they come out on the show. They're the first thing you see in the show. They come out, and they have, like, wire hair, and they're huge, and they have these wings. And it actually scared... Well, it didn't scare Emily, but she was like, oh! Like, everyone kind of gasped because the stage is black, and suddenly there's these things moving that are scary-looking. Sure. We ended up getting Vera a little flying monkey doll. She likes it. It's cute. Because um, it is adorable, and they're awesome. Um, But you don't do that. You can't do that. I... Why? What are you? No, <laughs> you can't do that. Um, yikes! Yeah, yikes! Yikes! Um, so the play, the the musical again, loved it. Out of all the things I've seen at um the Aronoff, which is the local uh place where these traveling shows go, Book of Mormon was leaps and bounds our favorite, my favorite. Second, Wicked. Wicked is up there. Though. Wicked is good. Once, not good. Forget once. Um. I can't remember the other two. I saw uh, Legally Mary, Blonde, Legally Blonde, and Mary Poppins. Legally Blonde might be um, just under Wicked, just under Wicked. And I say that in all seriousness, guys. You may not think a lot of Legally Blonde, <laughs> and there's not a lot there, but Wicked isn't that much better. Mary Poppins is good, but weird. Yeah, Broadway's just not very good. That's, it's not. That's the problem with Broadway. It's- it's not, and I don't know what's... I mean, again, really enjoyed it. Wonderful evening out with my wife. Loved it. It was fun. But it's unsettling things about the show. Also, the like you said, like the vapid kind of like uh, snacky snack, like quips and things that people are just going to giggling at, really grated on me. And it happens a lot in Wicked. Yeah, it's... I, I, Broadway isn't... I, Broadway is is a mess. It's... It's it's a pure product of like the ridiculous amounts of money that have to go into those productions and just repulsive commercialism to the point there's nothing left. It's 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 it, Broadway has become what sitcoms were in the 80s. Like oh, that's God. the level of like conveyor belt like uh, 
candy. It, they're they're popping out. Like it's just not. It's not a thing. So, it's it's not worth. Ugh. So many questions. So the actual production moved at so fast a pace that I do not know how anyone in the audience was keeping up with the story. I read the book. I know the musical like numbers intimately. Like I know them. And I was having trouble keeping up because they would just like you would miss one line and it would be super important to the story. And I would, th- and we gotta were so keep close to the moving. orchestra. Gotta keep yeah, you got to keep it moving. Old ladies are falling asleep to the point where I wondered at some point if they were speeding up the music because a lot of the music seemed like it was going faster than it should be. And I wasn't sure if it was like some sort of like perceptual illusion that was happening to me or if that's something they do in Broadway and I it was really confused and bothered me because I thought one am I going crazy am I losing my ability to keep time in music or are they quickening the pace and if so they are masters at this because they're matching the actors and if they're speeding it up to this well they fucking they impressive have, guys I, I don't they're not they're not speeding it up for that performance but like the entire production may just be like moving at a faster clip because maybe scene changes take longer and they've got a set amount of time to do the show. Like, I'm dude, I'm telling you, there were things in there that were not at four four time. Like, as far as music concerned, like, well, no, that, but I'm saying that the entire production is moving faster than it should be. Oh yeah, yeah. Not and you get not, that. Not like, that it's a one time thing, but it's like this entire tour is maybe moving faster than normal. I I think they were, and it was a little weird. Like songs were rushed it was super fast um dialogue like it it was noticeable uh-huh. book of mormon not noticeable book of mormon had a wonderful pace to it even once had a good pace to it as much as that just there's not any substance there it was odd and i don't know why they did it it was unsettling the other unsettling part was some of the stuff that the audience laughed at oh, yeah. guys so wicked uh, and one of the plot points is that the wizard comes in and he's 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 just a jerk. He's 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 horrible. Um, there's a lot of talking animals in the land of Oz, and he basically uh, enslaves all of them and browbeats them to the point where they are no longer intelligent and no longer speak. This is like a minor. Well, it's not a minor, but it's a major plot in the musical. Elphaba and Glinda go to a school. There's a there's only one teacher left. That's a animal. It's a goat man. Um, he confides in Elphaba there's a lot of weird stuff happening in Oz that's where we find out about all this animal abuse and like what they're doing to keep animals silent they're using them as, literally as a scapegoat um, so the wizard can like seize like absolute weird kind of like power um, um, so yeah he like starts to kind of lose his speech at the school when he's still teaching he teaches history and he like will intermittently like mix a bah into his when he's talking like there's a song about it um people laughed at this in the audience and i'm like okay i get it there's a there's a man goat man laughing and he's bang fair enough twist part later we see him again he's a shell of the person he once was and he can't speak anymore he doesn't even really recognize alpha but he is an animal goat now people laughed at this They missed the entire message, like openly laughed to a point that I want to say that the 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 actors were unsettled. Like they were like, you guys get that this is like fucked up, right? Nope. Guy right beside me was yucking it up like, (laughs) go man, he can't even talk. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me? Don't get it. Well, I Monsters, sure do wish we could do that to Mexicans. <laughs> I mean, dude, it was weird. Yeah, super yeah. weird. 
But that's, I mean, it was, it's what it was. I, it's better than Flatliners, I'll say that. I mean, oh, Wicked is sure. a good, Wicked is good, and maybe if you had one that wasn't rushed or seemed rushed, maybe that you would love it. I don't know. I, I still enjoy it. I love the, mu- I like, a, the story's great, the music's wonderful. Just weird things in my, just the fast pace, whatever, I just yeah. wasn't, I, good, not great. I was expecting right. great, not good. Yeah. Expect your expectations. Brad, I recently saw Wonder Woman, too. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, it was nice. Mm-hmm. Wasn't great. I was expecting great. Brad, I have high expectations for I things right now, and I'm getting. Ex- I don't expectations. know. Stop having expectations. The world is garbage. Yeah, that's the thing that made Wonder Woman less appealing to me. I think because it's World War One. There's like a lot of fight scenes, and she's like stopping it, like she's regulating. But I'm thinking, it's awesome. We have this escapism where there's a hero doing this, but this isn't a war. Real war, there are no heroes like this. Yeah. Like. This is also, like escapism fantasy, and I get it, but I didn't need it at that time. Like, I still, I tried to, like, okay, look, this is Wonder Woman, this is what it is, it's fine, this is what comic movies are about. This is when Wonder Woman kind of started its existence, like, in a time when they had war like this. And that's what you would do. Like, Superman did the same thing, Captain America did the same thing, and maybe they're tying into that. But yeah, still, but I mean, there's also, that... There's also an element of, like, with Wonder Woman that it's, like, it, like, it, it's, uh, there's a level of, like, pro- war violence like the villain the villain is like the one that's trying to uh make peace and it's like i don't uh, this is not great uh he makes peace because it's impossible for us to have peace brad he's a he's a he's a god that realizes just playing humans to their own like i guess insecurities their own guilt brad (laughs) will tear us apart it's not a, it's not, like, it's, Do you know what, it's though? somewhat problematic. And the only solution, Brad, is love, which is what Diana says when she kills him and, like, stops the god of war. Yeah, Humans are capable kills, of so much more than war. Love. Yeah, when she kills him, when she renders another god dead. Like, there's so much, like, like a vi- justified violence that I'm like, I don't want... Like, ah, and that's the thing. Justified violence now is really, I mean, I get escapism and I can get there. It's just at certain times, given our climate right now in the world, it's a little bit harder for me to escape. And it was hard to do in Wonder Woman. I loved it. Cried twice during it. Especially when they keep making a point of it. Like, they keep making a point of, like, of of how terrible war is and how, like, love and compassion are the answer. Um, And that's what Wonder Woman stands for. Also, killing. (laughs) She also stands for killing. She says, once I stop the god of war, all these people fighting won't fight anymore. They'll think they're brothers. And Chris Pine is like, no, that's not how humanity works. But you'll learn. But she believes this adamantly, and yet she murders, she kills so many people. She's a god. She could disarm them. Uh Uh-huh. Just straight up chooses to kill them. And I get it, because she's being attacked. Maybe she doesn't realize she's really a god. But it's still, it's a mixed, weird message. Like, I know that there's the bad guys, but those bad guys are slightly humanized because, one, they're not Nazis. It's not World War II. It's it's World War I. Right. Also, like, there's a god supposedly forcing them to go to war, or, like, playing them to go to war. So it's like they're slaves to something else's will. You're just killing them. Yeah. Other than that, fun movie. Yeah. Loved it. Wonderful chemistry with her and Chris Pine. Loved the first part on, uh, was it Themyscira? Great. Yeah, that's great. great. 
wonderful. I mean, it was great special effect. Loved it. A little weird. I've been, Brad, I'm just sorry. This is the high holiday season. I don't want to come and bring anyone down. I want to raise people up on our show because this is a fine trust. We're getting to Knight Rider. But I just feel like I had to air these grievances. I'm sorry. No, I didn't want to be the monster on the show this week. I'm sorry. Monster of the are, week, Alex, for bringing are, up his downer those, shows. Those are reasonable grievances. Like, it's, yeah. It's the world we live in. That's the world we live in. That's the world we live in. It's kind of... Uh, I am the monster the breathing man wanted to kill. I am Ratchet. Just to keep us... Just to take where we're at and just take us down a further notch. <laughs> oh, no, Brad. I'm, uh, so, I'm so sorry. I just thought I'd bring a story of, of uh, blatant racism to the table. Oh, God. <laughs> just while we're down here. Um... <laughs> Oh, everyone, if you just uh, let's just like, settle into our panic together, friends. Uh, let's commiserate on the state of the world. So, me and Dan were at Horror Nights um, last Friday. Yeah. yeah. Had a good time. Delightful, delightful evening. Um, we did like almost every house, um, like in one night. It was like we did really well for ourselves. Wow. Um, had an ex- had an excellent uh, uh, dinner. Uh, got some fish and chips. Um, great, great time. And then we were leaving, and all of a sudden, like, there was a lot of, like, security people and police, and I was like, what the hell's going on? This, this is oh. really weird. Oh. And I, th- and I almost said out loud, I was like, what is, what is there, uh, a black guy walking around or something? Um, and then I realized, oh, they're all following a black guy. <laughs> And um, I don't know if there'd been a situation, like, with him or something. It, what, I don't know if anything had preceded this. Um, this guy wasn't drunk. Um, I don't, I don't not, I don't know what, what the situation was going in. But all I know is, there is a swarm of people, like, following. And I'm, we're, like, in this group. Like, it's so weird. It's like... Like, he's maybe, like, five feet in front of us, and there's just, like, a swarm of, like, security and police all around us, and we're somehow in the middle of all this nonsense. And when you go to Universal, um, so basically, there's the parking garage, and you park, and then you go into City Walk, where there's a bunch of restaurants and stores and things, and then, um, you walk on, and there's the two parks. So, uh, we were leaving the park, going through City Walk, um, and all this is, this is going on, and I again don't know if he did anything to, uh, to uh, to start this or what the situation is. Don't really care um, because again, wasn't drunk. Seemed to be completely level-headed. Um, didn't lose his cool at all, which is amazing considering what I'm about to talk about. Um, so, and there's this one fucking cop, like straight up police. It wasn't like a security guy. It was it was he was like full uniformed out police officer. Um, is absolutely trying to instigate a fight absolutely trying to get this guy to do anything so he has a chance to to do something like like he's following him super closely he just keeps talking to him keeps keeps like all these little jabs and like this guy he's got he's got his phone out and like he's filming it because that's what you have to do oh yeah um like me and dan eventually were filming as well because like we're just like we want to make sure like this like, whatever the hell's about to happen, because this dude is really trying for it, um, that we got it, um, and this fucking cop dude is just, like, constantly just 
I like, and I I wasn't able to hear all of it, but like he was saying some stuff, and then at one point he's like, "Hey, you better, you better keep better. Hey, just keep walking forward, keep looking forward. Uh, you watch out. You almost you almost walk into a tree. You're trying to kill yourself there, walk into a tree. And it's like, what are you like? Okay, what did he all, do? What happened? Off. Get off yeah. his fucking dick. Um, like he's looking back because there's a million fucking cops and security guards. Like. No, like, uh, not a fucking, like, no, no. And again, he wasn't angry, he wasn't doing anything, like, I, he may get he kicked out of a park for something, I don't know. Um, but nothing, like, nothing requiring this, like, I... <sighs> wow. And, like, this dude is just like, and, like, I can't even hear what he's saying at some point, but, like, you, but, like, you can see it, like, you can see it in his body language, like, he's trying to pick a fight. He's trying to get this dude to like to like do, to sh- to touch him or do anything that'll give him an excuse. Like it was fucked up. Why instigate like that? Yeah, exactly. Like why are you why are you escalating a situation? Like what is your fucking deal? I thought the whole point was to de-escalate was to de-escalate things. Yeah, well unless you're a fucking Only- asshole. Yeah, I mean, only during a time of escalation itself do you, like, okay, well, we've got to de-escalate this. It's always about de-escalating. Yeah, and so at some point while we're walking through all this, like, um, like, we, we hear, like, one of the other cops or security guards, and I was like, yeah, I don't even know why we're here. So, like, Wow, clearly, so even they're, like, they were called, and they're like, what? Oh, yeah, fuck. Is, there's no need. Absolutely no need. And I'm telling you, there had to have been a dozen, at least. At least A dozen? A dozen? What did yeah. this guy do? I don't know, and I don't Nothing, care. we can assume. Like, even if he did, like, I don't know, like, does it take does it take a dozen people, like, in one guy trying to pick a fight? Hell no. So, okay, so we get um, up, we're, we're crossing through City Walk, we're heading towards the parking garage at this point, and um, there's, like, a moving sidewalk, and he's on the moving sidewalk with, like, a billion people with him, and then there's another people, um, walking down the walkway, more security, just, like, keeping track, and by, at this point, me and Dan have decided we're gonna, we're gonna keep track with this, and we're gonna just be filming it in case shit goes down. Um, like, at one point, the guy, I think the, the guy thought we were, like, playing close cops or something, because, um, Dan started filming it, and he, like, he flips him off, and Dan's like, whoa, just, don't, don't worry, man, this isn't for you. And he's like, okay. <laughs> um, that's awesome. But yeah, so we're, <laughs> so we're um, on the moving sidewalk, and then this fucking white trash piece of shit asshole um, that's like in front of us, like, ha- like I- drunk and like with his girlfriend, just some random ass dude, is like, yeah, go police, great job, great job police, and it's like you can tell that there is a fucking racial situation going on, and that God they're harassing a black guy, and this fucking piece of shit like is trying to ag it on and he starts trying to pick a fight why racism alex it's called racism um yeah so we we follow them all to the point where basically it splits and there's two ends of the parking garage and we're like "Ah, should we just follow him make sure he gets to his car all right and like he had his camera going and like there was i think there was some other people that were had a camera as well so we're like, all right, we'll just, we'll keep an eye as far as we can see. We'll just kind of wait here for a minute. Um, but we, d- we didn't follow him all the way to his car, but it was so fucked up. God, I hope the other dude's okay. Yeah. Like, I hope they didn't get to him. Because uh, that cop was fucking trying so hard to pick a fight. Like, just trying so hard. When should it, I mean, 
should cops ever pick a fight? Like, I don't know why you would antagonize someone unless you were trying to get them. Like, okay, I, in all I the detective was stories. I cop. Like, I was, like, so close. I was like, what if I go to jail? Is that okay? Am I okay with going to jail? I was like, I don't really don't want to go to jail. I can't afford to go to jail. No, I really want to punch that cop. You guys could have called in and I guess reported him, right? Can you do that with cops and be like, hey, just so you know, I was I, I sh- a third I, party. I wish I'd gotten his name. I should have, and I thought about it, but like, that's the kind of prick that like is gonna make your life hell if you try to get his name. Yeah. Like, so, but I should have. Um, I mean, we got we have photos and video of him, so I mean, we can try to figure out who the hell he is. But yeah, it was it was not a good situation at all. I can only think the only time a, a police officer escalates things is during like. A stakeout where, like, uh, it's a to catch a predator situation, and that's that's the art of ex- of uh, escalation, right? I mean, you got to get this guy. Es- you got to escalate things to the point where they're coming in the house, and then please sit down, take a cookie. You escalate to de-escalate, but in all other instances, I mean, that's, you that's largely entrapment as well. Like, let's. I mean, well, real. like it's a very problematic. Tactic. There's a fine line between escalation and entrapment. Right? <laughs> we know this. Um, they're the same thing, maybe? Also, um, Universal Sunday, I went um, to the very last performance of the Terminator 2 3D show. Oh! It closed. I was at the very last performance. What do you think? It was. It's, it's sad. It's sad to see it go. Will it be replaced with the new Terminator movie? It's No, it's being replaced by some other thing. No more Terminator. How do you feel about the new Terminator movie? Um... You do know they're making another one, right? No, I don't, I don't know any of the details on that. Oh, dude. Uh, Arnold's back. Uh, the woman who was in the first two is back. I can't remember her name at the top of my head. The one that was oh, in... Oh, Linda uh, Hamilton? Yeah, Linda Hamilton is back, reprising really? her role. Okay. No one knows if John Connor's coming back. Wow. Yeah, they're basically, like, retconning all the movies after two. <laughs> okay. I like the last right. one. Say what? I like the last one. I liked it, too. I thought it was okay. I mean, I I, I kind of liked most of them to be honest, because they were fun. I never Maybe saw not the Christian Salvation. Bell one. Yeah, I never yeah. saw that one. That was the Skip worst it. one. But the third one was kind of fun in a goofy way. Yeah. Like in a rocky, what was it? The fourth one or the fifth one where he fights Drago, and like there's the com- there's the robot that's yeah. now the companion to what's his name? That one guy. Like in that kind of way, it was goofy and fun. Yeah. But the last one was, I would say, solid with like the alternate universe time travel stuff like that was a good time yeah. don't know why they want to retcon it um but fair enough so you huh okay so you were at the last showing of that um i will say so i had a coworker go down to orlando and they went to disney and he sung praises of the navi uh really? and the rides there he said the one that you described to me where you ride uh-huh. um i guess since then they've gotten better video of it like, obviously, I guess, illegally, because you're not supposed to be able to post video about it. But he would lead me to a video, and he described it. And he said that blew him away. He was like, that was the best thing I've ever been on as far as a ride, ever. Wow. And watching the video, and after hearing what you said about it originally, on this show, Breaking the News, mm-hmm. with your uh, early pass, early access, I could believe it. Like, I want to go it's, on this thing now, because it looks really incredible. <laughs> it's a really good ride. Um, 
So yeah, I, that, that just reminded me of you. He didn't get to go to Universal Horror Nights even though he desperately wanted to. Uh, and I told him it was the best one. I made him feel like shit for it. Nice. Because I know someone who has a pass that's there every night, more or less. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, the they said I was mad. My eyes, they I, said uh, my science was wrong, that it was evil. There's something wrong. Now, now I've created I can't it. see. Now I've taken the terror of spiders' eyes uh, and grafted them to a human soul. I can see. I can see everything. I can see the red jack. Friends, it is that super special time of the week where we talk about a true hero on Knight Rider. Knight Rider, a shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man who does not exist. Michael Knight, a young loner on a crusade to champion the cause of the innocent, As always, we pit ourselves against a clock. One minute we have to uh, summarize an episode of anything. Uh, this week it's Night Rider. Uh, Brad, if you get it on a minute, you're a Braveheart, which is what you want to do. If you get between 55 to a minute, then, you know, you just win. You're, you're a winner. If you summarize below 55, you're a chump. And if you go over a minute, you've forgotten, which is the worst thing you can do. Obviously. Um, I have a timer ready. On go. Three, two, one, go. All right, it's Halloween night. Actually, it's three days before Halloween. Um, everyone in Bonnie's apartment is, like, having a crazy Halloween party. Uh, Bonnie's, like, sick and taking cold medicine, which leads you to believe this whole episode's a dream, but it's not. Um, <laughs> she sees a person in a gorilla suit uh, murder a woman, but then she passes out because she's on cold medicine. Uh, and she's like, hey, there's a guy, a woman, named, a woman was murdered, and no one believes her. Hassel's like, I think somebody's just messing with you. Um, so he He's, like, trying to track it all down. It turns out there's a guy named Norman Baines. A lot of Hitchcock motifs in this app. Um, he's, like, a caretaker. Uh, he didn't do anything. He's just a real fucking weirdo that steals pumpkins. Um, it turns out it's the landlord's secret son who killed the woman because she was having an affair with the father. And he, he didn't want all the money going to the father's mistress. So he was going to blackmail his father to get the money and send his dad to prison so he would have money. That's the up. One minute. <laughs> oh, fuck. Am I... Wow. I was so worried for you up to the second. But damn. Well done, friend. Well done. Wow. Such a convoluted plot. Hey, uh, watching this, I wonder if all of them are kind of like whodunits. Because there's a lot of, like, I would say kind of mystery elements in this and I liked it yeah. um, all I want is uh, Knight Rider to visit <laughs> uh, Jessica Fletcher and uh, I, I want to see that crossover why didn't yeah. that happen yeah. why wasn't Murder She Wrote in with my Knight Rider this, I mean, this really feels like it could like fit in perfectly with the Baywatch Knights oh yeah <laughs> like, like at this point, I'm yeah it's like 
Hasselhoff was done with Knight Rider but wanted something else, well, let's do uh, Baywatch Nights. I mean, Angie Harmon bears a striking resemblance to the woman who stars in this. Like, That's true. More than a passing resemblance to the point when I first saw it and on like the tiny thumbnail, I thought, fuck, how is this possible? Vampires is here? Oh, no, wait. No, no wait. No, no, Not the same actress. Weird. Yeah. Um, Brad... Can you tell us a little bit about Knight Rider? Because oh I knew, all I knew about Knight Rider before we watched this episode was one, this is a Halloween episode, so I was super excited to watch it. Right. Also, that there's a car in David Hasselhoff and that they were maybe secret agents or spies or something. Uh-huh. I knew nothing else. And that was all guesswork because I've never seen an episode. I've seen random episodes, but like, yeah, knowing like what the hell the story is behind Knight Rider is confusing so uh, basically and again this is i just do some research on wikipedia because i didn't remember most of this he, apparently dr david hasloff was a police officer who mm-hmm. was who, who was injured um and then um the guy from the knight corporation or whatever um uh, basically saves his life and gives him like a reconstructive plastic surgery to make him look like david Hasselhoff. <laughs> um so that happens, and then he gives them he gives them a, a super talking car. <laughs> um, so just, that, mm-hmm. just if I can add a few more details. First off, uh, uh, yeah, Michael. Before he becomes Michael Knight, um, he's actually a detective lieutenant. So he's not just a, oh, a police yeah. officer. He is a police officer of note. Plastic surgery, gets shot in the face, blah blah blah. Um, the guy who brings him back. Um, uh, decides that Michael, who's now Michael Knight and Knight Michael Long, who he used to be, is going to be, uh, let's see, he's going to pilot a program, um, let's see, a pilot program for his public justice organization? Uh-huh. What is a public justice organization? Yeah. Seriously, it's like, it's like he's, it's like a private corporation um, dispensing law and justice, which, nope. Not at all. That's not no how, way. That's not how things should work. It's also called Foundation for Law and Government, also known cool. as FLAG. What it, Foundation of Law and it's Government? Basically, it's basically mercenary cop. Like that's what he is, right? Yeah, he's a mercenary cop. This is like this is like the wet dream of like fucking libertarians that are like, um, this is where late stage capitalism is gonna go. Our <laughs> cops are gonna be roaming like corporate sponsored uh people like dishing out justice at, on a whim and they're not all and they're not going to be david hasselhoff's they're going to be that asshole at city oh Walk. fuck those yeah, are gonna be those are going to be the real michael knights when this happens and instead of a pontiac firebird trans am um that sounds a lot like mr feeney um it's going to be a freaking drone that can fly and uh, cast yeah. nets if not yeah. Bullets upon you. It's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fucking like Humvee with with drones. Ooh. Yeah, it's not gonna be good. Um so um, yeah, that's what's going down. Kit is a much better improvement over its actual name, which is Night Industries two thousand. <laughs> they short it to Kit. Yeah. Why would you call your super's top secret vehicle, which has an artificial intelligence in it, it's wisecracking and a little bit sarcastic? Night Industries 2000. Who the fuck is naming these things? You got we. Uh, Mr. Knight is. Mr. <laughs> Knight is that, not good. You gotta put that name on it. 
never saw the pilot. I knew none of this. And to be completely honest, almost none of this is communicated to you during this episode. Don't even you know. You were thrown in blind. You kind of, you kind of suspicious. But it's this kind of stuff that you know that actually does have a backstory that made me interested. Because yeah. I was thinking, because that was the second mystery to me in this. Well, because like, who the fuck is, are these people? What's going on? This is in the same vein as like the Incredible Hulk TV show and like Highway to Heaven. It's just people out there doing their own thing. That there's like a weird backstory to set it up, but nobody gives a fuck. Like, so if you can't, you get enough from the opening credits to get by. All right, so it's a guy. He's he's like out there uh, doing good with a supercar. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Wait a minute, so you're telling me that Bruce Banner uh, formed his own vigilante public justice organization and went going from town to town Pretty and much. helping people as the Hulk? You're but telling me that did. Michael Landon, was he an angel in that yeah, show? Yeah, yeah. Went so around. Hulk, Bill Bixby's just going around helping people. Uh, um, Highway to Heaven, he's an angel with a, like a, hanging out with a truck driver, going around helping people. That's what this shit is. <laughs> That's what we did in the 80s. Um, the A-Team... <laughs> They're like, their it was own all public just, justice organization. Yeah, I don't like was, the concept of a public justice well, see, organization. I, now, now, Knight Riders specifically, um, uh, it's it's a big industry uh, funding it. It's usually just like weirdos um, doing their own thing. This one is specifically uh, um, being financed by a shady organization, um, which is why we need to destroy capitalism. Let's burn it down before our police were replaced with mercenaries. Oh, man. Um, just so everyone else knows, um, to build kit for the production, it cost them the equivalent of money in 2014. I don't have a current uh, for inflation figure, but that car cost $245,000 to make. Wow. That's a lot for a car. That's a lot for a car. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Brad, how does this begin? Let's start at the very beginning of this Halloween episode. Um, to start at the very beginning, um, there's an awesome song playing. Amazing song. Yeah. Was it written for Knight Rider? Because no, it's, it's almost. Song. I know, but it's so perfect for it. I may have looked it up and downloaded it um, to put at the end of the episode. Well, do you know what it's called off the top of your head? Um, like you downloaded it, so. Yes, I do. It is a fucking awesome song. It is uh, Laura Branigan's self-control. A lot of mentions of night. A lot of mention about how they live for... They, they're kind of like just like a zombie during the day because they live for the night. Like it's and, an amazing, like almost like music video level of an intro for the cold open. Like it's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we see a lot of people um, in costumes, like some real kooky looking costumes. Um... Then we cut into uh Well, first off, I'm sorry. I don't, at sure. the very beginning, right? Let's get started at the very beginning. There's it the camera opens up with a pumpkin jack-o-lantern. Yes. Halloween nights. The, the title comes up. Then it pans out and we see people in their costumes so we know 100% oh there's a Halloween party going on. Sorry. Now we can continue. Sorry, I left out the pumpkin. You I left apologize. out the pumpkin. I apologize. So we go to Bonnie and her uh, new apartment and she is she's sick. She's taking cough syrup. Um, she questions herself. She's like looking at, she's like, she's got a giant ass spoon. She's just administering this cough syrup in there. That's going to make her really tired too. It's, it's the drowsy yeah. kind. And she looks at it like, I don't know if I should or not. And then she gulps it down. 
And I'm like, oh, so this whole episode's gonna be a dream. From like, Fever minute, dream. I'm, I'm like, from get go, I'm like, okay, whatever's gonna happen in this episode, it's gonna be a dream. Got it. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a bunch of assholes like in the hallway of our building, just like playing costume games and shit. It is weird. Well, we have a magician fighting himself in a sword fighting oh. duel. <laughs> That's just a trick, Brad. And there's like scantily clad women, but it's like, yeah. Was this done in the 70s or the 80s? It was this the 80s. 80, yeah, this is like 84, I believe. Okay. Um, just seeing, like, I didn't realize we had, I, I guess since since we started doing Halloween costumes, the scantily clad, like, sexy version of things have always existed. But I didn't, I guess I didn't really know about it until we were teenagers. Or until like, you were old enough to notice. Yeah. So I guess it's always been around, but it's weird yeah. that the, to me it was strange to see them half dressed because the costumes are shit. Well, it's like this eighties are throwing the shit together. Is I I I don't know that it's a costume as much as like she's, she's just, just not wearing very much. No, she's just like wearing, yeah, her underwear. That's it. Yeah. But there's but there's a magician fighting himself with fencing swords, and it's Most amazing. She, she's looking outside like fuck these. I had to move into a. <laughs> What was the song Jonathan wanted us to sing with that? I don't remember what it was, but I remember driving, listening to the, uh, listening to the show, um, oh. and hearing him make the request, and not being able to do it in the moment. But while I was driving, I, oh, was, uh, I was able to do it. Uh, no, it was Nancy Newman. Which what? Oh, no, it wasn't Nancy Newman. It was the other oh, one. It was, it was from uh, the Dreamer will have their way. Oh, that's right, the Dreamer. Yeah. The Dreamer will have his way. The Dreamer will have his day. Jonathan, I'm sorry I wasn't able to deliver it until now, and even that was kind of bad. But yeah. you understand what's going on. Um, so she goes back. She's getting kind of drowsy. Oh, because of this medicine in her throat, Brad. But she looks out her window, and this, this, by the way, is when she's really looking like Angie Harmon. Yeah, she's like. Oh. She is Angie Harmon. She looks out the window and she sees a gorilla. Well, in the hallway, she does see like a gorilla man chasing a woman, and she's like, "No, no, ah!" Like screaming, but it's a little too realistic. And yeah. she's like, "Hmm, that's weird." But it's the '80s. I'm just gonna go sleep because I'm sick. Oh, it's probably just, just, it's probably just gentle, normal, like, sexual harassment. Yeah, 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 it's no big deal. So she goes back into her apartment, and she looks out across the way, and I guess in the time that she's walked back to her bed, these people have crossed the street and gotten into the other building. We don't realize that. To me, it sounded, it seemed like it was right down the hall, but you're right, Brad. Later, we find out that it's across the street in another <laughs> building. And I'm going to tell you right now, the close, the proximity that the camera make, lets us <laughs> pretend that is there is not there. <laughs> There's no way she could have seen what we see in this. Those buildings are real close. Yeah, but they're... <laughs> you just so look weird. into somebody else's apartment from three feet away. Cool. The gorilla guy could have jumped into through her window. <laughs> By the way, worst gorilla costume ever. Oh yeah, just bad. Abbott and Costello had better gorilla costumes. Oh, but Brad, it's it's got it's made from actual gorilla fur, which is oh, just boy. horrific. That's that's Fucking gross. Horrific. <laughs> so gross. But she um, sees this. Go ahead. Yeah, she sees the the gorilla. Um, straight up strangle this woman. <laughs> yeah, just murder. Like straight up choke her out. And then he looks over and sees her three feet away in the other <laughs> building, <laughs> and she is shocked. Like she's like. <gasps> 
And she goes to call the police, but I guess she falls asleep because of cough medicine. Well, it takes her a while to find her phone because it's trapped That's under true. her bed sheets. And she's just like, where's my phone? Where's my phone? I just moved. It's Oh, it's in my bed where I keep my phone, which I guess in the 80s, you're talking on the phone late <laughs> late at night to David Hasselhoff, talking about your hopes and dreams. <laughs> I mean, I guess you keep your phone in your bed like that under the covers. Sure. I mean, I keep my phone in my bed now. <laughs> Well, true, but it's like a cell, like it's a cell phone. It's not like those old timey cord phones. You get you get tangled up in those cords. That's true. How many people like were tossing and turning at night only to wake up like trapped in their phone cords and freaking out? So not many, many people died. So many people died. A lot of um, people blame Freddy Krueger. Well, you know what? Phones killed more people than Freddy Krueger ever did in their dreams. <laughs> Very. That's a truth. That is a truth. Um. So yeah, she just kind of passes Justice out. Justice for Freddy. <laughs> The best part of this cold open is that whoever's in the gorilla costume is so dedicated to being a gorilla that after he strangles the woman and turns to Angie Harmon, I mean whoever this woman is, the three feet away, he looks at her and goes, like he lets out a gorilla ape-like grunt. Dude, who are you doing this for? Like, what are you doing? He's lost oh. his character at that point. I thought, well, this is a crime of passion. He just, he just really got into the gorilla part. He was King Kong, and she was the woman. It was Beauty who killed Beauty. Oh, it was the Beast who killed Beauty in this part. She goes to sleep. I thought, oh, he's going to, like, jump into her room from across the balcony, or he's going to go over to her door, which I'm sure is an unlo- that is unlocked, or, like, go kill her now. This is how this is going to begin. All right. We get the Knight Rider opening, um, and then things start for, for real. So, uh, so it's next morning. Hasselhoff is uh, bringing some flowers over. Um, we we catch a glimpse of someone uh, trimming a, a hedge um, that looks a hell of a lot like Norman Bates. He's hiding behind this bush and waiting, almost if he needs a cue for David Hasselhoff to walk up and go into this apartment complex. And then he awkwardly just, like, writes himself and starts chopping this bush. Props to them for finding a bush that actually needed to be trimmed. It's true. That was pretty cool. And props to them for finding somebody that looks like Anthony Perkins. Yeah, strikingly. Um, this this whole character is weird and off. Yeah. Especially for things that happen later. I mm-hmm. very unbalanced. David goes into this woman's apartment. This is when we find out that Angie Harmon has just got this. I don't know her real name. Can we just call her Angie Harmon? Sure. It's Bonnie, <laughs> but yeah, we can call her Angie Harmon. Bonnie slash Angie Harmon. He goes in and he's like, "Hey, Bonnie, you feeling better?" She's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling better since the medicine." Um, oh, he brought me flowers, and he says, "Yeah, they smell great. Trust me." And then he just makes himself at home. He, but also when he hands them to her, it's the weirdest. It is. I mean, the whole bit is weird. Yeah, it's very. Like, it's the first thing that made me genuinely laugh, other than the gorilla grunting. Because <laughs> he, like, his hand, he just. It's like, Hasselhoff, what are you doing with your hands? <laughs> he just does all these weird, like, hand motions that I'm like, he's I very, don't understand. He's very grabby with her, to where I yeah. thought, oh, they're dating. Oh, no, they're just friends. <laughs> um, yeah. I also thought that might be siblings, kind of, but then, no, they're not. No. Um, she's, is she the programmer for Kit? Like, she yes. mentions it. Yeah she's, she, yeah, she's one of the programmers for Kit. Um... By the way, there's a very little kit in this episode. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is more this is um, more writer than a, a kit by far, which is fine. It's just fine. Oh yeah, 
I, I just thought that Knight Rider would have more kit because it was so popular with the children. I mean, it's third season. I guess we're kind of running out of things to do with a car. I mean, we get some wacky kit antics for no reason in this episode, but it's Well, a literally, one of them kits like, uh, David, we shouldn't do this. He's like, punch it! And there you go. I don't... David's just <laughs> looking for a fun time. So, yeah, it's awkward when he says this, and we're supposed to get the fact that she has a cold, that that's why she can't smell the flowers, but the line is just delivered awkwardly and strangely. Oh, There's nothing about this is right. Well, you know what else isn't right? Her not having a juice pitcher, so she uses a flower vase. What the fuck? A grody old 80s a flower vase that you put orange juice in as a pitcher? What are you doing, lady? No, no, they're putting the flowers in the in the can, right? Because she's using the pitcher to have orange juice inside of. Oh, Not the pitcher. She's using the flower vase as the pitcher for the orange juice. That's why they have to use a can. But the can is... No, it's the orange juice can they're putting the flowers in. Yeah, because the orange juice... Because the orange juice is in the pitcher? Dude. I mean, is it the vase? That's one of the jokes that's super weird. (laughs) It's like, I didn't understand that at all. There's a lot of things I don't understand about this. Um, I thought they were just putting the flowers in the orange juice can because there was there was no vase. Because oh, orange because juice is orange, in that vase. That's weird. Dude, it's weird. It's so weird. There's so many weird things in this episode. I want to double check that because that Please sounds... do. That might have been a fever. Yeah. I might have taken cough medicine and just like fallen asleep instantly oh, on guys, that. I will be checking in on this and I'll be putting in a little clip. Please Just to, see, just yeah, to yeah. see what's going on. Brad, see if mind... is correct. If you don't mind going to Verit and making sure that's a fact, I, I appreciate it. Verit fact, we'll find out. Could it, uh, it, dude, it could be, I don't know, could be the cough syrup. Now if I can find a vase, the only one I've unpacked I'm using for a juice pitcher. No problem. So, sometime off camera, she has called someone to confess that she has seen a gorilla man strangle a woman in the window outside, literally outside of her window. Because David Hasselhoff knows about it, and then that was communicated to him. Yeah. I get that we can't show that on camera, but it's very strange that this is delivered in dialogue to me. I don't I don't like oh, yeah. that. It's weird. It's a big exposition dump. It's pretty kooky. Um, so, is this... Yeah, this is when we see outside. Um, there's a woman that is drawn like... Not even a pentagram, but like a, a sun around Kit. <laughs> and she's dressed up... Again, mind you... We're still a couple of days before Halloween. Yeah. Never forget. Um, and she's dressed up as like some sort of uh, witch enchantress woman. Um, and she's got like a black cat. And she's just she's talking to Kit like, oh. Uh, Can other people hear Kit? Yeah. Are we sure? Because she doesn't really react to anything he's saying. And if a car was talking to me, I would do more than just kind of, like, pretend to be a witch and carry on. That's the other thing. I'm like, does everyone just know that there's this talking car running around? Like, I thought this was, like, um, like a secret mercenary organization. What's happening? Because this woman does not seem phased. No, I thought only... Because of her unfazedness, I thought, is David the only one that can hear him? Like, is he rigged up through this plastic surgery or some sort of tech? He's got a smartwatch. Is his Apple Watch talking to Kit? But, or like, but if that's the case, why does she? Why does she want to use Kit for her? Because like the thing is, she wants to use it as like the chariot for her witches and w- warlocks oh, parade. Dude, because Kit is a badass black Pontiac Firebird. Like it's a badass car that would go well as a witch thing. I think. I thought it was because they was they were having a conversation. 
She never talks to him. It's a one-sided. But she's, she's no, rude. But she is rude uh, to Kit. I, that is weird. She and she addresses the cat and it's meowing and its desires. Kit is basically like throwing one-liners out at her, being okay. He's being kind of an ass to her. It's just like, bitch, get away. What are you doing? Stop. Get away. Get your I, I, cat off of me. I thought I thought she was hearing him talking. That's what she liked about it. Um, dude. Can other people hear Kit? <laughs> just type that into Google and see if anything happens. I want I want you to ask Siri right now if other people can hear Kit and see what happens. Hey Siri, can other people hear Kit in Knight Rider? Here's what I found on the web for can other people hear Kit. Uh, Siri. <laughs> Poor Siri. Because I don't know. Because there's other things that there's other times Kit talks through the episode that make me think that other people can't hear him. David can uh, hear him. Uh, I don't know. I don't know though. This uh, could also be. This could be also flowers in a vase, or flowers, orange juice in a vase. It could be one of those situations. All that to say, she's prowling around Kit, sussing out. I kind of want to take. I want to borrow this car because that's something people do. Fuck you. No one's borrowing my two hundred thousand dollar car. I don't care who you are. That's that's weird even to ask. Brad, if you needed to borrow Kit, and I had Kit, I would still be like, why do you need Kit? He's like a super intelligent car. Like, what are you going to use him for? And if you're like super spy stuff, I'd be like, all right, you're my you're my good friend. You're my co-host. <laughs> you can borrow Kit. Not a stranger off the street. What was happening in the 80s? Alex, did you know Kit has 1,000 megabits of memory? Like a... Like a TI-85 calculator? Yeah. <laughs> like, how does that work? Bits? <laughs> bits. <laughs> megabits. 1,000 megabits. A thousand megabits. <laughs> That's close to a gig of bits. <laughs> Nowhere near terabit. Look, Kit is throwing all kinds of shade at this woman for good reason. So oh, wait, wait, sure... wait, 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 sorry, I gotta, I gotta read this. Please do. Kit's primary spoken language was English. However, by accessing his language module, he could speak fluently in Spanish, French, and much more. The module can be adjusted giving Kit different accents, such as in episode 82, where Kit uses a New York City accent and called Michael Mickey. During Why? the first season, Kit's mouth in the interior of the vehicle was a flashing red square, in episode 14, that was changed to three selections of vertical bars, blah, 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 blah. But can other people hear him, is what I'm Kit asking. Kit can project his voice at any position. <laughs> Does he talk to the witch lady? She doesn't... I need to know if she's rude or not. That's what I want to know from this. I, uh... Hold up. Let me, let me check one other thing real quick. I just want to... I'm just going to hear a little clip of this real quick. Would you kindly get that black fur ball off my roof? Uh oh, voodoo is my familiar. And he helps me with all my magic. Then see if he'll help you make him disappear. Thank you. Yeah, because Kit says, get that fur ball off of my roof. And she says, oh, um, this is my familiar. She's talking to Kit. She's absolutely talking to Kit. Okay, just making sure. Because otherwise that sentence makes no sense. I had to turn on subtitles during this because there were a lot of things that I was mishearing. So I apologize. The great mis one of the great mysteries of our time is solved. 
Kit can talk to people. But this yeah. woman wasn't freaking out that the car was talking to her, and that's a little weird. I yeah, I, I, I is it common knowledge? Are people just okay? Oh yeah, talking cars. Yeah, yeah, no big deal. Yeah, what, 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 what? It's nineteen eighty four. We got talking cars. Big yeah, whoop. Yeah. Big whoop. An actor is president, and we have talking cars. <laughs> What's the deal? This is just our lives now. So they go over to the apartment across the street, which, how she's able to like pinpoint, she's like, oh, it's apartment 302. How do you know that? How do you know the numbering of the other building? This happens a lot in other sitcoms. And I wonder, like, was this like a safety thing people did? Like, I don't know if this is a real thing or not. If this is just a, a convention of television to help stories move along, or if back in the 80s and 90s and 70s, just because of apartment buildings and the way they were, for safety purposes, did it make sense for you to know the other buildings? Um, was it common practice when your uh, neighbor's window was 10 feet from yours to be like, all right, let me count up your third floor, this over, you've got to be like apartment 310. But that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I have no idea. You'd have to have gone into the building to even begin to understand the numbering systems other than yeah. third floor. But you're right, it's weird. They go over the apartment that she saw furniture in and the uh, ape and the woman is completely clean. There's nothing in there. No woman. It was all an illusion, Brad. Brought on by sleep deprivation, sickness, and cough medicine. Or was it? So, Dr. David Hasloff, um goes down to check out, uh, get some information about the party, and he runs into a woman wearing the shortest robe ever imagined. Yep. <laughs> like, that is a tiny robe. Little robe. Welcomes him in, flirting with him a little bit, like, oh, hey, what's up? It's more It's more of, like, a, a shirt than a robe, really. Like, it's, it's barely a robe. Brad, she just got finished partying. Of course she... I, this is what they did in the 80s. Yeah. Um... Um, by that party, like, there's just streamers, like, every two feet there's streamer hanging straight down. It's, like, I don't know about this decor for your party. I don't know about it at all. Like, how did you even have a party here? You're just constantly walking into paper. It's very annoying. And she walked around, like, as you can see, we had a, a, a kicking party here. And you're like, no, I, I couldn't see. Couldn't. No wonder that, no wonder the gorilla went across the street and into another building. Um... Yeah, she kind of gives day. She lies. She lies to to Doctor David Hasselhoff. Whatever chemistry they have is fleeting. Um, she well, she he asked about uh, was there anybody here in a gorilla suit, and she was like, no, absolutely not. I I would I would notice. I love hairy men. Ugh. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, I know David Hasselhoff has uh, hair coming out of his uh, well, out of his chest, but also out of his shirt opening, which is a thing. Sure. Um, so, as Hasselhoff's leaving, um, he reaches for the door, and there, it's just a giant clump of, of fur stuck to the doorknob. Nope. <laughs> never, can't happen, never happened, will never Never happen. happened. Never happened. No. No. Um, okay, we know that he's part of a, uh, a public justice task force thing but no one else does right 
so he's acting. He's and we also know that he was a detective, no longer no longer a detective. But these people are just treating him like a detective, which is interesting. I love when he says, "Did you notice, lady who had the party, uh, someone in a gorilla suit?" No, I don't think so. Why? We have reason to believe this gorilla went ape. <laughs> he may have <laughs> killed someone. <laughs> he says, "May have gone ape." <laughs> oh, love it, love it. There's so many things he does that it's like, who the fuck do you think you are, David Hasselhoff? <laughs> I mean, Knight Rider? Oh, Michael Knight, you're a true American hero. I, s- seriously. Seriously. Um. So, uh, then he, he's going back to Kit <laughs> and he runs into Witch Woman. Um. There's kind of a little bit of flirting going on, but he's not having it. He's not having it as much. He's got this fur he needs to have tested. So he's like, hey, witch lady, what's up? Can I borrow your car? No. <laughs> okay. I'll have Are to put a hex a on you, though. No. I'm going to put a hex on you. Um, okay. <laughs> she comes out of the parking garage, out of the sh- literally out of the shadows with her cat. Lady, what are you doing? Halloween's in a couple of days, alright? Like, you're, you, why are you wearing your costume already? Like, what is your deal? Maybe she's just trying to seduce dudes. I don't know. I mean, she's obviously, I mean, out of all the women in this show, Brad, I feel that if you were injected in this, this would be a woman that you would go after. Because she's a little kookier than the other there's a mystery there and you you're not a you're not afraid you're intrigued by a craziness and this woman is wearing a halloween costume and acting like a witch three days before halloween if she came up to you i'm certainly not opposed if she came from the shadows and was like are you a warlock what's your answer if someone alex if someone asks you if you're a warlock you say yes brad's a warlock ladies and gentlemen brad is a warlock ghostbuster rules all the way there's a Ghostbusters feel to it in a very weird, strange. Yeah. Kit has like a weird, like he like basically like Kit says, "Don't mess with crazy night." To which I mean, David she has Hasselhoff a cat. Like, she does have a cat, so I would have to, I would have to give it a couple of thoughts. Like, I don't know about that. I don't like cats. Yeah, David's not into it either, but he's he gets in. Uh, Kit analyzes the gorilla fur. He brings up a picture and a duplicate picture, and then they kind of blend together. He's like, oh, yeah, this is real gorilla fur. Why is there a gorilla suit made of real gorilla fur? I... That's, 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 that, that's morally wrong, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> that means that you went... You either, like, a zoo had one of its uh, old gorillas die... Um, they had to shoot a gorilla because a child fell into an enclosure, or someone went and hunted a gorilla in Africa. Scal- Congo. Scalped it, and then made a costume out of its fur. They're endangered. That's impossible. Who thought this was okay to write Who into the script? Who wanted to wear the flesh of a dead gorilla? How much did it cost to rent? Someone rented this costume. It must have been a crazy amount. I'm going to rent the flesh and fur of an endangered animal in the 80s. I'm not even going to wear it. I'm going to leave it in the closet. <laughs> Which is what she said she did. Yeah. Later. That's, when, that, it's so fucking insane. Um, so Hasloff decides to, I guess, go back to uh, check out the uh, apartment again. Um, when someone almost... Um, Kills him by flower pot. So he uh, runs upstairs and confronts 
our little friend, Norman Baines. Let's not forget that he went to his Apple Watch and said, Kit, did you did you see that? Kit's on the street. How the fuck would Kit have seen this unless he's using, like, radar vision? Kit, what? It looked like it was apartment so-and-so. How the fuck does he know the apartment numbers? I, well, and Kit's like, yeah, that's it. the same apartment he just came from, so... But still, it's not on the same... I don't think it's on the same floor. How would he know the apartments from outside at any angle of this apartment complex? Because it's, it's, the, it's the same one the woman was supposedly murdered in. It's that same apartment. It's still weird. It's, it's three hundred two. They, but he knows it because. Oh, it's the same apartment. Yeah. I thought it was a different apartment. No, my it's bad. the same one. Same one. Okay, my apologies, Kit. Yeah. I still don't know how you saw it, but yes, David knows what he's talking about. Well, he's, he's a car. Alex, cars can see, dummy. <laughs> it's nineteen eighty four. Cars can see. Big whoop. What? They talk if a and Teddy Ruxpin can talk to me and tell me a story, then fuck yeah, cars can see. It's yeah. the eighties. Yeah. What are you stupid? Yeah, cars, cars see. <laughs> If Simon can rule a playground and keep children at bay for the, for the honor of your rivalry, uh, then yeah, Kit can, Kit can fucking so see. Simon! Simon! Um, yeah, he goes up. This guy is played incredibly awkward to a level that's like new. Like, there are heights that this guy goes to. Yeah. As much as we're supposed to, like, kind of not believe that he didn't do this on accident, I guess he kind of did do it on accident, which is also yeah. super fucking weird. Yeah, it's, like, he's the biggest red herring of the episode, because he looks like Norman Bates, um, he's a real creepy weirdo, um, <laughs> and, like, he's constantly doing shifty things, uh, but no, he's fine. He's, he, in the end, we find out he didn't do anything, which makes it so weird, all the shit he does. Especially what happens later in the pumpkin mask. Yes. Um, so then the uh, we we meet the guy that owns the building. He comes in and is like, "Oh, are you? What are you? What's going on here? How are you? You looking to uh, rent?" And Haslov's like, "I thought this place was furnished." No, the furnished apartments are on the other side of the building. Okay. So half of your apartments are furnished and half are unfurnished. All right, that's weird, but okay. Um. So then we cut back to Bonnie. Um. And she's dusting and finds a mystery key. But Almost on accident. <laughs> completely on accident. Doesn't even realize that she's found it until she's like, oh, I guess this is one of my other keys. I must have dropped it. Oh, let's see. Garage, uh, washing room. Oh, there's so many keys for this apartment complex. There's three. There's so, so, so many. <laughs> she's dusting and she knocks it off of what I think, I guess, is a smoke alarm or the doorbell. Yeah. But it flies off and it's... I give this show credit for that. It's something that she doesn't notice, but we do notice, and it's kind of cool. It's almost yeah. like, whoa, whoa, what'd she knock over? That Was that a key? And then she picks up the keys, like, oh, all these keys, and you're like, lady, that's a clue. That is a clue. <laughs> David Hasselhoff saw the fur in the door. That's impossible, but knocking a key off is something that can happen, and we just saw it. Yeah. Now I know something that the people don't know, and I'm invested. Then she hears some water running in her bathroom, and she goes to check it out. Oh, and she pulls back the shower. There's full psycho music, and the dead the dead woman is in her shower. Ah! Definitely a dead body in her shower. Absolutely not a hologram. No, a hologram. <laughs> Definitely a dead body in her shower. Brad, how would they even do a hologram in this 1980? That's a great question. <laughs> Because that's clearly not a hologram. Um, so she screams. Hasselhoff runs in. 
And she's like, oh my god, look! And he's like, there's nothing here, bitch. What are you talking about, Donnie? <laughs> like, listen, listen, Angie. I mean, Bonnie. What's? Why are you so stupid? What's going? Is this the sickness? Are you taking more cough syrup? Like, you're just seeing kooky things, weirdo. She like, he's really handsy with her when he's saying this to her, and then like he draws her in. It's like, but we're gonna get through this. We're gonna find out. She hugs him, and she's like distraught. And he looks. He doesn't look at the camera, obviously, because he doesn't break the fourth wall. But he looks over her shoulder, like worried, like this woman is crazy. <laughs> This woman is fucking nuts. But my favorite, though, is when he first comes into the... Like, the look of, like... <sighs> the exasperation of, there's nothing here, dummy. <laughs> like, it's yeah. so... Like, oh, that's How dare hassle. you that's, call me in? That's a real Hasselhoff look. Like, I felt like we were back in the nights for a second there. <laughs> so he goes to some sort of, like... Where does he go after this? Like, a costume? Oh, he goes to the yeah, costume he's shop. To the costume shop to find... Information about the gorilla suits. <laughs> well, he's going to find the actual gorilla suits. Um, so he goes to the place, and there's stuff in there. Like, I, I don't know if it's so much a costume shop as it is like prop storage. It might be both. I mean, it, it would make sense that I guess a gorilla costume made from the flesh of an actual gorilla would be at this caliber of a costumeish shop. He almost gets killed by like, well not gets killed, but almost gets hit by some sort of weapon that's part of a costume. Kit says, hey, I just saw that your heart spiked on your uh, your Apple Watch. Are you cool? And he's like, yeah, there's just too much Halloween in here for me. So Kit can Kit can see when someone drops a flower plant on you, but he can't actually see through, okay, I guess yeah. I'm beginning to understand the limits of the vision of a car in right. the 80s. Right, 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 right. Um, so yeah, he gets the gorilla suit, and so th- now he's going to go back and he's going to confront that woman that had the party. So he's he's got gorilla suit in hand. I love he brought it with him. Yeah. <laughs> like, exhibit A. And he walks in and Bonnie's hanging out there with a party woman and some other rando dude. And it's like, oh yeah, he just, hey, we're having uh, wine and cheese. Come and join the party. I don't know if you know this, Brad, but this is a singles apartment complex. <laughs> Yeah. Doesn't Kit bring that up? Yeah. Kit's like, uh, oh, we never should let Bonnie uh, move into one of those singles complexes. <laughs> Such judgment. I love that Kit is an AI that gives judgment. I love that in a future episode, he adapts on a whim, I guess, a New York accent. Yeah, I really I want to check that one out. It's, it's pretty good. Can um, we talk about fashion for a second? Because we haven't please. mentioned it in Force yet, That's and true. this is this is the best time. Hasselhoff is wearing, I would say, a really nice red colored button up shirt. The thinnest um, of red. Sh- all of Hasselhoff's shirts are so thin. So thin. Well, he wears that jacket. He wears that black jacket everywhere because he's Night Raider. He's got on like black denim or gray denim, black mm-hmm. shoes, black belt on point. But his shirt is buttoned, unbuttoned halfway down his torso. It's a little strange. Yes. Um, also, at this little uh, um, wine and cheese party, uh, Bonnie, uh, let's talk about her rig out. <laughs> um, like, what would you call this? Uh, <sighs> Top of my head, I'm going to say modern minstrel. <laughs> <laughs> Billowy sleeves, like a tunic-like shirt. It's It's got a belt around the middle of it, but yeah. it's still tucked in. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know how you do. You tie, wrap a belt around your shirt. 
And then she's got like skin tight pants that go down, I think, into boots. Modern minstrel. <laughs> yeah. Are they just light or are they acid wash? I can't even tell. Dude, I don't know. I think they're just light pants. Um, yeah, but that belt is kooky. Um. Uh, also, other dude. Um, the gentleman caller. That this other lady who lied to David. Um, has brought them together because he thinks they should meet because it's a singles. She thinks they should meet because it's a singles apartment complex. These two will hit it off. I want to move to a singles apartment complex. I think That's you should. Weirdest friend. idea. I think we should bring it back in 2017 if it hasn't if it doesn't already exist. Is that just like a college dorm? Like, is that what a singles? Is that what it is now? Apparently, I'm not moving into a dorm. Um, but this dude, um, this guy. Phew. Yeah, the worst. He's Huge got jacket. like a yeah, he's got like a, a green and like orange like checkered shirt, like plaid, um, like brown pants, and a fucking white Miami Vice jacket. Yeah. No, no, not working. As weird as the modern minstrel outfit is, it kind of works for Angie Harmon slash Bonnie. Yeah. Like, it works for her. Even David's outfit, he looks good at it. It's like, dude's on point for, I guess, the 80s. It's a little strange it's unbuttoned down to your navel, but this is before the time of super deep V, so you had to make your own deep V. I get it. <laughs> he saves her from these people. He takes them out of the party. He threatens the woman with a gorilla suit. If I find out that you're responsible for this... I'm gonna do something. What are you gonna do, David? You're not a cop. You're yeah. you're a vigilante for like you're part of flag, whatever the fuck that is. But like the thing is, he's like, you said you didn't. Uh, you said you didn't know anything about a gorilla suit. No, 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 no. I ridden the gorilla suit, um, but I didn't wear it. It just stayed in my closet the whole night. No one wore the gorilla suit. What? What? Why are you so cagey? Why did you rent a gorilla suit and not wear it? You changed your mind, like. I was gonna dress. When you decided to rent a gorilla suit made of real gorilla, by the way, um, I feel like you're locked in. Like you don't. It's not like a uh, maybe. I'll, maybe I'll wear the the fur of a real gorilla or not. I'm not sure. Um, it is weird. Also, why would this woman ever dress up like a gorilla? Yeah, that's no, no. You're throwing the party. It's your place. Like you're, you're no. You're not dressing up as a gorilla. Like, this was a sexy party. We saw sexy people earlier. You're not wearing a gorilla suit, lady. Made of real gorilla. Never forget. <laughs> Just Maybe she Harambe. bought it. <laughs> Maybe she was, because she mentioned she likes hairy men. Maybe she, like, really likes hairy men. And that the reason no one wore it was because she didn't hit it off with anyone and they didn't have to put it on for fulfill oh, whatever weird. She was going to have I don't want to say judgmental. Wear. Yeah, she was going to have, yeah, this was furry. Kind of, I guess, gorilla. Yeah. Uh, sex. Ugh. She didn't have it. She, she, but she says it like, "Oh, I didn't tell anyone because obviously it'd be weird to admit my weird, not weird. Again, I'm not judgmenting my gorilla fetish just to a stranger I never met. Why do you want to wear it? Did you get it to come back here to wear at this singles uh, apartment complex? You tell me, David. David leaves. I don't think he takes it back. He goes somewhere and puts the gorilla suit in his trunk. Kids talking to them, but then we see the hands of another person wearing a gorilla suit starting a car engine down the block and they try to run over David Hasselhoff. Well, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, so he's, he's going to, he's going to the cleaners to find out something about, like, who, about who had the suit cleaned because the one thing is, um, um, party woman didn't, 
She said she didn't have the suit clean, so but somebody did, so he's gonna find out who did. So he's at the cleaners, working on that now. And that's when someone else wearing a gorilla suit... Why? I, we do not know. At this point, we know the gorilla suit is a choice. <laughs> someone... <laughs> yes. People love this gorilla suit. He's probably trying to run him over... Who the fuck gets a gorilla skin cleaned? Like, can a can a place even do that? <laughs> Who knows? I know it's the show, and it's just like a suspension of disbelief. But there's some things that are a little hard, Brad. Yeah, um, we do see we we get a shot of the um, the owner of the building for a second um, oh, in yeah, his yeah. office. Um, we're in a really cool robe. Just want to note that. For the oh record. yeah, true, true, cool robe. I like that. I like the robe. I'd give anything if he stood up and it was just as short as the other woman's robe. Like, it's just something that happened in the 80s. We just short robes. We forgot in the 80s we all wore really, really short robes. Yeah. Men and women. Yeah. I, I like a robe that doesn't quite go to my crotch. No, I just need to... <laughs> I need to show off my 80s legs. That's why I have leg warmers, silly. Why would I need a long robe? Duh. Hey. So... Um, yeah, the gorilla guy tries to run over David Hasselhoff in the road, but it doesn't work because he's, he's nimble and he uses, he just jumps over Kit and rolls over the hood. Yeah. And then so, he jumps over the hood of Kit. Like he jumps over the hood. Then he jumps over the roof of Kit to get into Kit, which is are. actually pretty badass. As you And then do. they, car chase. Car chase. And There's a car chase in every episode of Knight Rider, oh, correct? Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there has to be. It's a whole show about a car, yeah. um, and so they're go- they're going down um, a side road, and Hasselhoff's pursuing. And oh, then there's a guy unloading a giant window. Oh, poor guy run- j- unloading a giant window. You shouldn't be doing that in a TV show about a car. Not at all, especially when it has rocket boosters. They get they are like three feet away, and kids like Michael. Um, that's we, there's not enough time. We're not going to be able to make it over that over that window. And he's like, hey, why don't you try it anyway? <laughs> and he yeah. hits the turbo boost. Well, he kind of yells it like he's in the moment. Hits the turbo boost. And then the jump jacks or whatever the fuck happens. And yeah, shat, like just destroys this window. And like he crashes into it and we cut to commercial. But like we've already, we know we, cra- we see he's crashing right now. Yeah. Like this isn't a throw to commercial. It's not like there's any suspense. Kit has survived countless versions. Like Kit has like a yeah. hardened outside chocolate coating shell. Yeah. Nothing's gonna nothing's gonna crack that thing. Like we know that it's just unfortunate for the glass guy. But oh, to absolutely. pause in the middle of a stunt is pretty awesome. Like I think it's hilarious. I, I think you should pause right before the stunt. I think the the mystery should be: Are oh. they gonna make it over the glass pane or destroy it? Yeah, you should. But the fact that they choose not to. Nope. The fact that they do it in the middle of the stunt is just weird. Yeah. yeah. I guess the kids were, were they would rather see it kind of destroyed. I don't know because I I guess there's some argument that Knight Rider became I guess more of a kids like show because kids loved it. I don't know. This is definitely isn't a child show. No. Um, uh, Glass Guy just has to in the 80s. This happens all the time. He just has to. It's his bad. No. It's just out a window. Hmm. Hasselhoff doesn't even doesn't even bat an eye. Gets to the end of the street. Where did that gorilla go? Fuck, we lost him. Kid, How can you, you see him? lose him? Like, you, you were following... You didn't even slow down for the glass pane. No. Like, how did you lose him? 
Maybe the glass shattering, like, mess with Kit's sensors? Because he can't see him. Kit can't pick him up on radar either. Like, what the fuck happened? Okay. So, um... And so, uh, Hasloff's now gonna go confront, uh, Norman Baines, because he's apparently the one that had the gorilla suit laundered. Yeah, and he's been doing some suspicious stuff. We cut to his house, and dude, there's a lot of things going on in this apartment. Um, he's got a lot of taxidermy creatures, um, including a monkey. Yeah? A lot of weird simian, a lot of weird simian, like, stuff skin stuff going on in this like i don't yeah. like that i don't like that uh, taxidermy animal heads and things are gross but he's got like a full straight up monkey just like hanging out like on his counter like that is weird as fuck yeah so freaking weird he's carrying in a bag um full of something i guess we're supposed to assume it's a dead body it's pumpkins Twist part, David confronts him and is like, oh, you're just a weirdo. <laughs> the best part of this, oh. though, is Hasselhoff just, like, rolls up into his apartment. Like, didn't doesn't knock, doesn't, has, again, is not a police officer. Um, it's just inside his apartment. He's just like, hey, what are you doing here? You can't just come in here. And he's like, oh, I'm going to need you to show me what's in that bag. I mean, I want a lawyer. <laughs> he asked for a lawyer. Um, Hasselhoff's like, I'm not a cop. Doesn't he question what he's... So not only does the guy say, what are you doing here? But he questions... Like, Hasselhoff questions... He accuses him of something of, like... Is, is it breaking and entering? And Tavon's like, it's not breaking and entering. It's something else oh, that's no, he, breaking and entering. It's like semantics. It's, yeah, yeah. He's like... He's... Uh, he's like, uh, this is uh, trespassing. No, it's not. It's breaking and entering. And I'm not a cop. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, well, that means you can't well, do this. Yeah. But also, the I love the way they they frame it because we see through someone else's eyes. It ends up being David Hasselhoff, him walking through his apartment, like Norman's apartment, until he gets to him and says, and the Norman realizes he's there and is like, oh, "What are you doing here?" And then they turn around, and the monster lurking is actually David Hasselhoff. Yeah. Um. So also, um. So yeah, and so he's like, uh, I listen. Show me what's in the bag. Oh, but come on, I, I I'm sorry. I, I know I shouldn't do it. I, but I do it every year, and I can't stop myself. I can't help myself. And he opens. It's pumpkins. He, he just stole a bunch <laughs> of pumpkins from a pumpkin patch. He wanted a yeah, lawyer a there because he steals pumpkins from a pumpkin patch. Dude, this Joker doesn't know what's going on with law. He's like, look, if you're gonna if you're gonna turn me into the cops, I want a lawyer. But I'm just stealing pumpkins from pumpkin patches. That's who I am. Um, so then they sit down at the table, and I do love this bit, because he's got all these, like, um, he's got, like, a collection of, like, insects behind glass, um, and Hasselhoff kind of pushes one out of the way, and Norma just pushes it right back. <laughs> it might be my favorite little physical bit that happens in this entire episode. It's so good. Do you think it was impromptu? Oh, I think so. It's so funny, though, because Hasloff is clearly creeped out and he just pushes it away. They're just talking the whole time, like you, like you wouldn't even notice, and then Norman just, like, slowly pushes it right back where it was. <laughs> it's great. Hasloff gets information from him. Uh, What's-her-name left town who threw the party for Angie Harmon. Norman's watching her place while they're gone. Hasloff leaves to go get more answers. Uh, Norman starts just carving a jack-o'-lantern. No big deal. Like a real fucking creep. 
Um, they go back to um, Mr. Knight, Walton Knight's uh, estate, and they're decorating for a uh, costume a, party. This is a Mr. Mr. Knight's long dead. Oh. This is, this, uh, um, this is, uh, what's his name? Oh, Fuck. the leader of Flag. Yeah, yeah, um, Miles, Devin Miles. Okay. Um, yeah, he's having a big Halloween party. Uh, like, is this, so is this not even a secret organization? Like, because I, I just, I, again, didn't remember a lot of the specifics. Um, but clearly, like, it's not like Hasselhoff's out, like, crossing the country helping people. He's just in town. <laughs> like, yeah. he's local. Dedicated to L.A. There's a local guy with a talking car solving mysteries and capers. No big deal. Yeah. Um, so they go back to the apartment because um, they're just setting up. There's nothing else happening at uh, Devin's uh, mansion. Uh, they go back to the singles apartment and uh, the blonde guy that was at the the little cheese and wine party shows up. It's like, oh, hey, um, Bonnie, you want to go out? Okay, I guess you can take me to this costume party tonight. Great, cool. Um, I, can we talk about how fucking grossly short his shorts are? This oh, Gary yeah. Busey-looking motherfucker. He does look like Gary Busey. And he's got this fucking polo shirt, which fuck polo shirts. But it's all like the color is all like wavy, wrinkled. Like I don't yeah. know how you do that. It's also it's kind of popped. But it's like a short collar too. So like it's only like an inch of height and collar. I guess it was the fashions. Like he just got back from playing tennis. He's got kind of a mullet thing going on. Ugh. He comes out. He waits for David to come out because David was going to go uh, to someone's apartment and hang out for a minute. Um, he comes back out and he's like, "Hey, man, just so it's just so you know, um, you're f- you're friends with that girl, right? Uh, Angie Harmon. Cool. Um, I'm going to take her on a date. Just want you to know that if anyone's bothering her." I really hope you get to the bottom of it. She's such a wonderful woman, blah, blah, blah. Angie Harmon comes out of her apartment and yells, Guys, come up here. Come up here as soon as possible. They all run over to her apartment. They go in, and her apartment has been ransacked. Everything is everything is just like messed just up. Mess. Someone must have been looking for something. Um, so uh, Gary Busey's like, uh, Oh, I'll call the police. And Housewife's like, No, not from here. And he's like, Oh, yeah, there might be prints on the phone. So you think a criminal came in, ransacked the place, and then made a phone call? Like, let's let's be real. That phone is still under those bed covers. The crim- they never found true. it. Never found it. Also, I'm pretty sure if there's fingerprints everywhere. Yeah. Um, the phone, not specific. I wouldn't. The phone's the last place I would look for fingerprints. Look over everything that has been ransacked and knocked over. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, so many, so many. I love the dialogue in this. Yeah. Um, then Bonnie, who, by the way, is dressed like a first grade teacher. Yes. Um, <laughs> crazy sweater vest um, with big billowy sleeves. Um, she walks into her bathroom again. And there's not a dead body this time, though she was concerned at first. Uh, but there is a demon in the mirror. <laughs> and by a demon, I mean the kookiest Jim Henson puppet ever. Yeah, it definitely looks like a Jim Henson-like demon. It's like one of those demons from the Storyteller yeah. kind of had one too many donuts because he's also kind of like plump. Like it's a big, almost like a very oh, rounded it's, face. It's, it's it's a it's a demon from the um, episode of Millennium where uh, uh, four demons uh, discuss whatever and whatever at a donut shop. I, Claire knows it. I don't remember the specifics, um, but yes, that's what it looks like. 
So she is like, she is frozen in fear. David Hasselhoff comes in. Um, so does, uh, I'm not sure what you would call it, Gary Busey. Um, and they, they're looking and they see this demon getting closer and closer than through the mirror. And it's pretty cool. Special effect for a Knight Rider. Yeah. And it's talking all backwards, too. For some reason. Yeah, um, so David so- reaches out to the glass to kind of touch it. And he's like, I know what this is. This isn't a real demon. He starts looking around and he like takes down the ventilation fan cover. And then there's a little camera. Oh, well, there's a projector. Turn- oh, it's a projector. Oh, it's just one of those holographic projector machines. Oh, just one of those holographic projectors with with the with the sound of microchip or something. <laughs> yeah, with the sound like he even it, it, like whatever the microchip thing is is like passing. Like, oh, it's one of those. Oh, here's something with the water running. I'm sure there also has the hologram of that dead woman. Oh, this is what this is how they did it. This is how holograms, they did it. guys. Holograms. 1980 holograms. Tron was released in this decade. Hologram. <laughs> like, like think about the yeah. ridiculousness of cars. The cars can see and talk. Still. Yeah. Yeah. 84. It's holograms. Yeah. What? What? How do, you, how do you think Jim works? How do you think Jim works, Alex? Oh, holograms. Yeah. Yeah. No big deal. What's, why? What? What's the problem? No big what? Deal. It's the future, isn't it? I've got a car phone. It's the future. <gasps> um,. Yeah, we got holograms, sophisticated holograms. So they're like, uh, "Hey, kid, what can you make? Uh, what can you make of this backward-talking demon hologram?" Yeah, they assess it, and it's like that's not a language; that's backward-talking. And it just gives them an address, which I'm like, "That's all right." Like that's a weird breadcrumb trail to leave behind. How would you even know it? How do they not bank on the fact that they would just get freaked out and run away? They were superstitious. It's the eighties. I. It's a great question. It's a great question. The address goes to the Bates Hotel. 100%. Okay. Like, they are clearly on the Universal Studios lot, like, at the Bates Motel from the movie. David Hasselhoff looks at it and says, nah, couldn't be. They walk up. They go into the garage. They see the dead woman uh, who was strangled by the gorilla. And then all the doors lock. And then gas starts being funneled into the garage because people still keep people people still kill people by gas in the eighties. Sure, you know sometimes you configure your garage to uh, for gas attacks. <laughs> I love that they're holding hands and walking up. Like it really questions like, are they a couple or are they not a couple? I also love that David is committed to his get up. Like he basically wears the same thing, just different colors, and oh, every yeah. every day of his life. And I love, I appreciate that. Yeah. So uh, of course they're locked in. The gas is coming through. What can they, what are they gonna do? Call Kit. Watch up. I I just I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm a sensible human. I just assumed Kit was gonna crash into the garage. Why wouldn't he? He crashed through that window and glass we, is pretty hard. I guess we don't wanna damage the car any more than we have to. Uh, because instead what Kit does is shoot out his grappling hook to just um break the lock off with a grappling hook. Kid takes his damn sweet time. They should be dead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Kid also like breaks a chain. Like Kid's like, I'm coming, Michael. He peels out, but still, all the time in the world. Ridiculous. Um. So now they're like, all right, well, and so sorry. Uh, so then uh, he finds out that the um, Bates uh, Motel House um, belongs to the guy that owned the apartment complex. So he's like, ah, 
Clearly, this is the killer. I'm going to his house. He goes there, and who's there? But Party Girl's there. And oh. we find out that that's actually his daughter. <gasps> bum, 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 bum. One of his many children. Um, so the woman that used to be in the apartment that um, Bonnie lived in was apparently having an affair with the landlord, and she was bleeding him dry of money, which he hates because he wanted to give some of it to his wife and his children. Children being the key word here, because we only know of one, the blonde-haired woman, the party party girl. Right. But he's like, hey, but I didn't kill her. Um, so, and Hasselhoff's like, hmm, for some reason I believe him. So... He, so the so Hasselhoff's like so uh, hey Kit, uh, figure out fi- figure out who the hell uh, his other kid is. So Kit's Kit's running the uh, searching the web, finding all the information. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, Hasselhoff, by the way, has already changed for the Halloween party. He's mm. dressed up as fucking uh, Rhett Butler. Like frankly, Scarlet, I don't give a damn. As said by Humphrey Bogart. His head by Humphrey Bogart. I was one episode behind. Um, so yeah, he's for the costume party. Um, Angie Harmon is dressed up though as um, the woman from Gone Scarlet. with which Scarlet, which is interesting. Her date isn't uh, the blonde-haired Gary Busey guy. He had to cancel last minute. Her date is Pumpkinhead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pumpkinhead Norman Baines. Norman Baines himself. Super awkward. <laughs> and how is he? Oh boy. They discover that this, the the long lost son of this um, of the landlord is Gary Busey. Yeah. Also too late that that landlord also has uh, holdings in a special effects company which has holograms don't oh, ask yeah. questions. Brad, we have Betamax. We have VHS. We have holograms. It's the 80s. It's the 80s. No big whoop. No big whoop. Um, the best thing though is because we're still up until the last minute, we're still playing um, the red herring of Norman Baines as the killer. Um, and he takes two, her, he two takes last her minute. off to like a to like a secluded area, um, and Bonnie's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Norman, what are you doing? And he is just like breathing hard and acting like a real weirdo. Like he won't take off his pumpkin mask. He's trying we'll to drink champagne off. through the mask. He's like, I've been practicing for this all year. Oh boy! So I could drink through my mask. Let but me go. He, he starts yeah. to like grab her, and she runs off and locks herself in another room because she's so <laughs> As she freaked out. Yeah, because he is a freak. And that's when she encounters Gary Busey. He's like, Ah, that's right. You've come across my plan. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, he's wearing, I guess, a God of War outfit or like a Battlestar Galactica outfit. I don't know what the fuck oh, it no. is, but he takes off his helmet. It's like you finally seen my face. It's me. I'm the killer. It's. Uh, it's, uh, Gary Busey. <laughs> and she's like, I'm sorry, what? P.S. David Havasoff and Kit discover this on the way. They say, they try to radio, uh, Devin, but he didn't get the radio signal in time because the guy knew the radio relay was in, like, Devin's study, which is where she locks herself in. Okay, I'm sorry, we're brushing over the fact that Norman was a complete creep and super weird yeah. and tried to, like, sexually assault uh, Bonnie, and she just locked herself in a room to get away from him. Yeah. That's so, brushed over, but it's wrong. Yeah, seriously. So now Hasselhoff is uh, um, trying to fight with Gary Busey. Gary Busey has a fake sword, and he's trying to use it like a real sword. Yeah, 
It doesn't make any sense. It's clearly a fake sword. Like, it's it's a Halloween prop. Like David Hasselhoff also kicks open the door, which is pretty cool, because he like lifts one leg to get momentum and then brings the other leg up and just kicks it in. It's yeah. awesome. So uh, they go out the window, and now there's a car chase, of course, because you have to, because it's Knight Rider. Um, and all of a sudden, we're at a, like a drive-in 3D feature <laughs> from the Black Wait, Lagoon. Wait, time before we finish this off, because this is the last, pretty okay. much one of the last scenes. Um, when he's confessing to Bonnie, uh, Gary Busey, he says, "The reason I killed that woman was because she was bleeding my father dry of my inheritance. That bitch was just getting all the money. It belongs to me." And my yeah. sister, maybe. So that's why he did it all. That's why. Yeah. That's why yeah. he did it. And also, he wanted to be able to use the uh, blackmail video, which a video in '84. That's scandalous. Yeah. Um, there's a sex tape out there, and she, he he was going to get the tape that she was using to blackmail him to then blackmail his father. And so he, also, he would be the soulless person of the inheritance, right. I guess. And he also was planning on framing his father for all these murders, so that way he can get the money. It's a wonderful plan, except my biggest question is, why wasn't the video a holographic video? They say video, and exactly. so I'm assuming it is either Vetamax or VHS. I don't know. But that just seems like a missed opportunity. Um, my question is, how? so the murder to begin with, why did this woman come to a Halloween party for a place she no longer lived at? I don't know. <laughs> Like, she moved... Because, like, Bonnie moved in before she was murdered. It's not like she... Like, the house... Like, they rented the apartment after she was murdered. No. She, like, left the apartment and then went back to a Halloween party there. There's a plot hole here because we have no idea where she went, even. I don't even think they say where she left to or why she why did she leave the key to her blackmail in the place she no longer lives? A lot of weird questions. Yeah. But uh, now, okay, so now we're at the uh, the 3D showing of Creature from the Black Lagoon. And there's this dude like, this movie's stupid. It's not even scary. And the girl's like, I like it. Shut the fuck up. This is the best part coming. Um, oh, and then the best part does come because fucking Hasselhoff <laughs> drives through the screen. <laughs> like, for what reason? For what purpose? Kid questions him again. It's like, David, what are you doing? He's like, budget! Hits the thruster button and just goes through the screen. Stop destroying everything with your car, Michael Knight. There's a bit where there's a couple in a, uh, a car that are like critiquing Creature from a Black Lagoon. It's like, I told you this movie looks super fake. And the woman's like, shut up. I'm trying to enjoy the movie. And right before Kit bursts through the movie screen, he's trying to make a move on her. So he like puts his arm over her shoulder. She's like, not now, dummy. This is the best part of the movie. And then Kit bursts through, and it's like full 3D. Um, and yeah, I guess they get him, right? Yeah. And then, As- then like he's then Asloff catches up with a guy, and he's got him. But everyone addresses Hasselhoff as Rhett Butler because they know that's his costume immediately without question. He has an awesome mustache on. It's a good costume. But he gets out, and it's like someone actually says from the as they're applauding him for capturing the bad guy. Way to go, Rhett! Woo! Yes. Go Rhett! And he's just like doing bows and like strange pirouette. It's strange. Like it's a weird. You're surprised, surprised no one called him Colonel Sanders. Yeah. Um, P.S. At the Halloween party that a Devin was throwing, 
Um, there were some weird costumes. Someone was like a strange Ewok Darth Vader. Did you see that? No. It's on the screen for the briefest of moments. They have the black Darth Vader helmet on, but then they have on, it might be like a swamp monster thing. It's, it's like, all right, we have all these costumes. Let's just mix and match. There's a very scary, weird clown thing happening. There's oh, a lot of, right. yeah, right? Oh, but it's got like a Chewbacca mask. It's like a Darth Vader helmet with a Chewbacca mask. It's a Chewbacca wearing the helmet of Darth Vader. If this happens after Return of the Jedi, that's a morbid costume. That's a super morbid costume. No, no, this is before. This is 84. This is right after Empire Strikes Back. Okay, good. But yeah, there's a lot of weird costumes. Um, so, alright, so now everything has been resolved. So, uh, Devin and Hasselhoff are are going to do a housewarming party for Bonnie now that uh, she's not seeing things or having holograms uh, pop up in her house. And, uh... Oh, who else is coming? Uh, oh, it's also Witch Woman. <gasps> and she's, she's got... Not... Go ahead. She's not, a, she's not a witch? No, that was just a, she was just doing that for Halloween, a.k.a. Three... a couple of days before Halloween. You mean three days into that? I mean... Okay. Yeah. And so she like, has her. She's got like a covered dish thing, and has and she's like, "Oh, I didn't really curse you. That was just a joke." She's like, "Okay, I don't know if I should eat that though." So then, as she's walking up, I don't exactly know what's happening because plants are falling dead, but the way it's framed on her ass, I don't know. Are the plants like? <laughs> wow, what a sexy lady. I'm falling dead. Or is she poisoning them because she's a witch? What are they saying? I think it's implied that she's poisoning them as a witch. But as we all know, witches aren't real. So that means that she painstakingly set up like like some sort of special effect to have these flowers die while she was walking by to impress David Hasselhoff in his robot car. Yeah. Well, it's so weird because it's, it's framed on her ass, she's yeah. walking, like, plants are falling dead, and Hasselhoff's like, oh, maybe I will go up and see her. And I'm like, wait, what's happening? We're forgetting, like, all the banter he has with Kit. Because at this point, he's like, Kit, what's in the cauldron? Because he calls her dish the cauldron, and Kit's like, right. you don't want to know. And he says, watch out for the Eye of Newt. Like, just scan it, see if there's Eye of Newt. Yeah. All that happens, David's like, alright. I'm game. He goes up and tries to open the cauldron. I mean, the dish. And Kit says something like, David. And he, like, kind of smiles, opens it, and smells. And then that's where the episode ends. It's so weird. It's such a weird ending. Weird, but I freaking love it. Like, oh, I really great. enjoyed this episode. It's delightful. Just mainly because there were so many questions I had for it. Like, I had no idea any of the backstory, what the fuck was going on from that perspective. I love the fact that there was like crazy costumes. Like, why did they decide to show Creature of a Black Lagoon at the drive-thru? Why did they mix like um, Psycho and all of this? Not Psycho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Psycho and all of this. Why did they go as Rhett Butler and Scarlet to the Halloween? There's a lot of things that happen in this that I'm thinking, did they just do this day of on set? Yeah, and like, how, how is much... this not a dream episode? Because I thought we were going to find out that at the end this was all a dream because they set it up for it. Yeah, it's so... Yeah, so weird. Um, so, Alex, who won, who lost? Uh, I don't know. 
I think Hasselhoff lost, I mean. Yeah. He's basically playing a junior detective. A a real detective that's forced to play junior detective with Flag. So he's just solving mysteries. I'm sorry, not Hasselhoff. Gary Busey lost. Gary Busey lost. Okay, I can see how he does it too. Because Gary Busey is a psycho killer and he gets... Does he he get killed or apprehended in the end? No, he's arrested. He's arrested. Okay, just making sure. Well, he lost, but he's a murderer. Part of me yeah. wonders if Norman Bates lost because he's just like the worst person in the world. If there's a worst person award in this, even though there are murderers, like, did he try to, like, he tried to sexually assault Bonnie. There's no way around that. But he got away Is with he, it. Like, that's not, he yeah, it, it's, it's like, laughed terrible, off. But he didn't lose. Yeah, it's kind of like laughed off, like, oh, that's just Norman being weird and awkward about his feelings. Yeah. No, Norman's a monster. Let's not get that twisted. Um, I could say that Barry Busey loses. Yeah, he's a I mean, man. He, he lo- he's not getting all that money now. The whole thing was to get that money. Yeah, his scheme didn't work. He lost. Meanwhile, um, his sister is now getting all the money. All of it. Because uh, he's not getting cut into the will anymore. He's clearly going to be cut out. Also, they got rid of the of the uh, uh, mistress that was stealing all the money from Pops. So, I think there's maybe- n- Party sister one. There's no way that they are the children of that man. They are too old. Like, they are what? Ten years younger than him at most? Like, if not closer. Like, when he said, that's my... She's my daughter, I thought, nope. Maybe. Impossible. Daughter, maybe. Son, definitely not. Like, I think the daughter was a stretch. But, but yeah, okay. But, yeah. So, yeah, she won. You think she won because she, she gets everything? She also gets to live her life in Singles' apartment... Like, basically rent-free because her dad owns the place and she's going to inherit all the money. Is she the winner? Yeah, I think so. Party girl's a winner. And her brother is the loser. Best dressed, worst dressed. Mm. That's a little tougher. I almost want to nominate uh, Modern Minstrel because of its brazen uh, disregard for periods, but also kind of making it a modern kind of 80s look because it works for her. Okay. Um, I also want to nominate David Hasselhoff in pretty much everything he wears because it's the same thing over and over again. But I kind of, my favorite one of his uh, outfits is probably the last one because it's the same thing. The pink shirt? Pink shirt with the white collar and white cuffs. Ah. There's some class to that. There's some class to that. I do not like that. Witch Lady also pulls off some really nice outfits. It's true. Her last outfit is really nice. Like, Witch Lady is an interesting... Like, I don't know why she's there other than let's add a witch to this for Halloween purposes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like Witch Lady. I like Witch Lady. I like, Hassel- I like Hasselhoff's uh, blue shirt outfit. I like all of them. For some reason, yeah. David Hasselhoff's outfit and this speaks to me. I might go as Mr. Furley to one Halloween uh, party. I might have to change to David Hasselhoff Rhett Butler version. Whoa. <laughs> So wait, wait, you're gonna be, you're gonna be, uh, Rhett Butler, um, via David Hasselhoff. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, uh, David Hasselhoff, Knight Rider, a Michael, a Michael Knight, Rhett Butler, who only speaks, uh, with a uh, Humphrey Bogart voice. Oh, <laughs> no one's gonna understand my costume, and that's okay with me. So you're gonna be a Rhett Butler with, like, your shirt open really wide, but then a trench coat on top of it. <laughs> Frankly, Scarlet, I don't give a damn. <laughs> I'm sorry, oh, what? <laughs> um, I don't, you don't. Um, <laughs> that's weird. 
Only the Ramjack faithful will understand my costume's secret theme. <laughs> I can't wait. Can't wait to see it. Did we... Worst dressed? I don't know. Like, I don't even... I, best dressed... Can we just... Let's just say David Hasselhoff. Sure. Hasselhoff. Um, blue shirt? F for the blue shirt. Yay. He gets it with the blue shirt. Worst dressed... I don't think the robe is a worst dress. That's just the fashion no. of the 80s we discovered. <laughs> so, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fine fine outfit. I just, I just question its practicality. Maybe shorts. Oh, uh, yeah. Post-tennis match Busey. Oh, yeah. Nope. That's, yep, 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 yep. Worst dress. Definitely. Of course. Guys, I know this is an awesome episode. I love, at this point, I am game for any and all Night Rider in the future. What do we get back to on Halloween, though? I know we were thinking about doing the rest. <laughs> I want to go back to another Dr. Quinn. We got to go back to Dr. Quinn. I got to see what happens to those kids. If the if the subplot of, if the little kid, the smallest kid subplot is still, my mama died and I can't get over it, what the fuck are you doing, uh, show? It'd be amazing. So, yeah, next week, uh, the final Halloween app, uh, we'll, we'll be going back to Dr. Quinn. Who is the best witch out of the two? Out of the first Doctor, uh, out of the first Doctor Quinn Medicine Woman's witch, fake witches, I guess, and then this witch. Who do you think wins out? Um, it's got to be modern. Yeah, yeah, it's got to yeah, be Foxy, Foxy witch. witch. Foxy witch, not old, not sad old lady witch. Sad old lady witch didn't realize she was a witch. She was. It was had it thrust upon her. Foxy witch owns that shit. Like that's what she does. Like what does she do during other holidays? <laughs> like what is her game just on day to day? <laughs> It's a good question. I, 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 I hope we find out more about her in the future somehow. Grandad, bring me the, the blue pages. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. It's a, it's been a fucking awesome episode. Brad, thank you for being here with me. I really appreciate it. Guys, you can get at us many ways to the show. Go to our website, ramjetpodcast.com. You can find out all of them. There's a voicemail. Um, yeah, it's a website. Join the Facebook group, too. It's a fun time. Um, yeah. Brad, you said you have a voicemail. I do. I get a voicemail right here. Hello, Ramjack. Brad, Alex, Jonathan, if you're there, it is Matt, your loyal listener. It's been a while since I've sent in uh, on a voice recording, but... I was listening to the most recent episode. You were playing a game, uh, an unnamed game, trying to identify which celebrity was a model train enthusiast. And I thought I've got a, I've got a story, a real, um, but for the grace of God go I kind of story. Oh, by the way, Northern California is on fire at the moment, so that's happening. Yeah, my uh, grandmother in her garage had this model train, uh, like a big board I propped up against the, the wall of her garage. Uh, it was like um, tracks, but on a board, like the board was, you could plug in the board and the electricity came uh, like out of the board to power the tracks and there I guess there were like outlets and things on it so that you could plug in like little buildings that would light up and, and stuff I, I think my grandfather may have built it because he was an engineer but I used to see this 
board of like little tracks and things and I, I would say to her when she was pulling in her giant tank car into the garage I'd say uh, grandma now whose train set is that or I'd say does that still work or tell me about that like, I kept dropping all these little hints grandma <laughs> I want to play with that and she either didn't um, take the hint uh, it was possible I was just being too subtle and too clever or maybe she was trying to protect me from becoming a model train enthusiast. She's <laughs> like, uh, my grandson is already nerdy and weird enough. He doesn't need this as a hobby. Or maybe she's just like, I don't want that fucking thing in my basement. But I kept hoping she would say, oh, that was your grandfather's. Or your uncles played with that when they were kids. Do you want to play with that? Why don't you see if it still works? Why don't we uh, take it out of the garage and you can dust it off and clean it and, and put it up in the basement of my house so whenever you come over and visit, you can play with it. I thought, certainly she's going to she's gonna let me play with it, right? I don't even, I, I didn't want to ask because I think as a kid I was just afraid to ask for things. I loved to canoe whenever I, I got a chance with classmates or something. Do you think I ever asked my parents if we could go canoeing? Nope. Uh, I really enjoyed archery one time at summer camp. Did I ever ask my parents if I could take that up as a hobby? No, of course not. But I'm sure I hinted around it. You know, I guess I was afraid, A, that they'd say no, and B, if I turned out I didn't like it, I wanted to quit, I wanted it to be their idea, not mine. Anyway, I really wanted to play with that model train set, and I never got a chance to. I'm... Still kind of, you know, a little bit bitter about that. I think uh, Grandma should have been a little more uh, open to the idea that her grandson was expressing interest in something, like engineering. Maybe your grandson could have been an engineer and had a lucrative living doing that if that was what he wanted to do. But nope, didn't get the chance to. So, anyway, I'm not really into trains that much, but for me, the idea... The, the appeal would have actually been building the city, the little villages, and like decorating them and like doing the landscaping of the city planning. It's the reason I play like SimCity or any of the kind of simulation city world building games. Because uh, I, I like placing buildings on uh, and like and powering them up, and like this is where the traffic would go. Let's build the uh, all the routes for all the pedestrians to get to work and to school and to home and and to go shopping and then in christmas time we'll put like snow in the town square and won't that be fun you know no i didn't get a chance to do that so anyway i'm um, starting to ramble i'll just say one more thing about trains when i was a kid growing up we would go to a place called lakeside ohio uh, it's on lake Erie. it's a gated cottage community that's only operates in the summer because most of the cottages are not winterized but on the way there we would pass this really sad looking building called Trainorama it's located in Lakeside Marblehead, Ohio I found it on Yelp it, I can't believe it's still open just a dumpy little building full of trains like trains and boxes uh I don't even think, like, I can't even remember that they had, like, working trains. You'd think it would be room after room of really cool train sets and, you know, themes and stuff. Here's the future one. Here's the Old West one. Here we are in New England town during the holidays. Like, that kind of shit. But I don't think they had that. I think it was just kind of, like, 
sad rooms of somebody's collection of model trains still in boxes. But we used to make fun of it, my my father and I, on the way to to Lakeside. I think I got to go inside of it once. I think the the entry fee is like six dollars or something. Um, I can't believe it's still open. Anyway, that's all I've got about trains. You guys really need to think up a name for that game, so it's not known on the Ramjack Wiki forever as Brad's Untitled Model Train Game, or what have you. Anyway, goodbye. It's called Train Game. It's the train, the train, the train, the train, the train game. Uh, two things about trains. Matt, if you're ever in Ohio again, look up a place called Entertainment Junction. You're not going to be disappointed. Oh boy. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. It's actually not too far from where I live. Uh, second thing. So when you were talking about Sims, which is, I guess, kind of scratching that itch of, let me build like a little, my own little world, my own little community. Um... I think that'd be an awesome idea for an app. Because in the same vein of SimCity, let's just do that with train, like model trains, like build your own little town. Like, Then it kind of keeps that from being in like your basement and it's just you on really, your phone. You really want to be a model train enthusiast, don't you? You're trying to find a way around it. I'm going to build I an do app like so model I can trains. be a model I feel, train enthusiast. I feel horrible that Matt didn't get to play with that train. Like, I do not know what happened. Like, why did Grandma drop the ball? I'm assuming she's like, this curse will not be uh, put onto another generation of our family i will keep that train in there until i can sell it or get rid of it it's like the opposite of that train my family tried to force onto me yeah like christmas yeah. when i just stepped over it because there was a fucking hordak action figure which is fucking awesome unlike a stupid train on a big board that goes in a circle Blech. i don't know i don't know what this train is but hordak's right there yeah um also i know that an app like that kind of exists mm. because Did you have it Joey loves trains. Like, he really loved them as a kid. And I looked into it because I thought, I if there's video games with trains or something, I think he'd like it. So I was looking into it, and there's a PC software for trains, which is fucking expensive. Really? Like, I want to say it's 20 bucks for, like, the initial software, but then to buy new engines and cars, it costs, like, 20 bucks an engine. Like, it's a money yeah. pit. Yeah. And it's... I don't even think it's a good simulation. It's not like a roller coaster tycoon, which Joey loves now. He makes his own trains in it on there, per se. When you first said it was super expensive, I was like, is it like is it like a $500? But it's like Microsoft Flight Simulator, but for trains. And it's just I, very accurate. I think it is. Like, I think part of it is. Like, it's not very good, whatever it is. Some people like it, but it's not. Like, you could do a better version of it. That's what I want. That's what's the moneymaker, I think. Someone take that idea and run with it. Just nice. remember Ramjack nice. when you're doing nice. your taxes. Please do. <laughs> please do. Um, also, Matt, um, I, I told Matt earlier, um, please be safe um, in the fires. Yes. And remember, um, you can. Oh, no, don't forget, you can always fight fire with fire. So if it comes to it, just well. get some matches and throw them at the fire. Well, it's I your best defense. You. It's your best defense. <laughs> I don't know if it's your only one, though. No, I don't know if it's the get only... Get some gasoline and some matches, and you fight that fire with fire. I mean, I guess, I mean, yeah. I guess you can make a burn line in your backyard. No, take the fire on. You see the flames, you fight it with flames. That's how it works. <laughs> Matt, be safe. Gotta fight fire with fire. <laughs> you have to fight fire with fire. That's why uh, firefighters are always prepared to either... If they can't control it with water, they're prepared to completely, like, just 
fire burn with that fire. fire up. Burn that fire up. Burn it up. <laughs> we gotta burn the fire up. <laughs> That's a phrase that makes no sense. Fight Not at fire all. With fire. Not at all. Nope. If a firefighter said that, <laughs> you. <kn> <laughs> <laughs> There's an inferno. It's gotten to the second floor. We can't stop it. Oh yeah, we can. How? Let's, let's burn the building next door. What? Ah. You don't get it. He's meaning we have to fight fire with fire. And the other firefighters shake their heads in agreement and run away. And the one person on the side of the road is like, what? And, and then the whole block is gone. Yeah. Uh. Um. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for listening, Brad. Always a pleasure. I'm glad we get to do this show in the Indeed. high holiday times. We'll keep you guys posted as far as what's the next Halloween episode we watch so you can follow along at home. Defo. Do you have a secret theme for your Halloween costume? Let us know. Give us a call. Please Get do. Us in the Facebook group. Do you, do you have any uh, stories about Dr. Quinn or Knight Rider? Let us know. Knight Rider. Um, what was the other show we were going to watch a Halloween episode of? Greatest American Hero. Yes. I mean, there's a lot of all that, so we got that. Yeah. The, the, the one I was looking at, the first Halloween episode, doesn't seem very Halloween-y at all. Oh. That was kind of why I was like, eh. Let's watch Dark. Let's try Dr. Quinn the next one. Yeah. And this is a special message to the kids out there listening. If you have a sack of candy that's a little too heavy to carry up the flight of stairs unnoticed by your parents, there's a solution for that. Just custom. How else are you going to candy up there? It's not possible. How One would you, Brad? How could one person carry so much candy? It's an inside job. Inside job has to be. How could one kid eat so much candy? <laughs> Do you know how much a bag can handle? 50 pieces of candy. There were 5,000 pieces of candy in that room, Brad. 5,000 wrappers. It wasn't one kid at all. Now, <laughs> look at Al-Qaeda's website. <laughs> They've been planning Halloween for weeks, years. I can't believe that that happened to you. That is so surreal. That is something that, like, baffles me, but it is something weird that does happen to you, as odd as that sounds. Like, sometimes just strange things happen, Brad, and it's like you're a lightning rod for them at times. Like, Yeah. It's my life. It's my life. That's why I'm always ready to record or make notes. Always be ready. Always be ready. Always. Always!
make myself believe it This night will never go Myself believing this night will never go. 